0: Hey, what's up, everybody? I uh, got a bunch of comedy dates coming up, and a, one of the big ones is New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, I'm in Los Angeles, at the Wiltern with Ian motherfucking Edwards. And um, there's two shows on sale. The first show uh, is the one that has tickets available. The second show is pretty much sold out, I think. But uh, that's December 31st. At the Wiltern in Los Angeles, bringing in the new year. Um before that, the twenty ninth, I'm at the Mirage in Las Vegas. And uh all the tickets of for all the new gigs I got coming. I'm coming to New Orleans, Miami, Orlando, Houston, Austin, Durham, North Carolina, Bakersfield, Fresno, Santa Barbara, all that is at JoeRogan.net forward slash tour. Okay. Okay, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by stitch fix A lot of people out there Don't want to fucking shop for clothes. I'm one of them. You know what? I don't like I definitely don't like going somewhere and parking the fucking crowd at the mall and the endless browsing and I don't have a good taste either so let me tell you guys about Stitch Fix Men, and what they've done is they've reimagined how to find and buy clothes, and you never have to even leave the house. It's very easy. Just go to stitchfix.com, that's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X.com, tell them your sizes, your favorite types of clothes, and how much you want to spend, and you'll have a personal stylist assigned to you, ooh, <laughs> Then they go to work and they handpick new clothes for you based on your style and your budget. Five items are delivered right to your door. You try them on at home and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping is free both ways. So anything you don't want, just send it back and exchanges are always free too. And it's very flexible. You can get your fix monthly, quarterly, or whenever you feel like it. There's no subscription required. Just get started now by going to stitchfix.com forward slash Rogan, and you'll also get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. So it's stitchfix.com forward slash Rogan, and again, you get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. stitchfix.com forward slash Rogan to get started today. And we're also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. If you are a person who's hiring somebody, you need to find uh, a candidate for a job you're trying to fill, you're probably short on resources. You don't have any time, man. It's hard. It's hard to find the people that are qualified for the job, right? Well, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. It's a wonderful system. They put their smart matchmaking technology to work, actively notifying quality candidates, qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting. So you receive the best possible. The fuck's wrong with me? I can't say possible. Potchable? The best possible matches. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder why 80% of employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through this site in just one day. It's a beautiful way to do it, folks. And they have a very easy-to-use dashboard at ZipRecruiter that lets you manage your hiring process from start to finish all in one place. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. For free, if you just go to ziprecruiter.com forward slash Rogan. That's ziprecruiter.com forward slash Rogan. One more time to try it for free. Go to ziprecruiter.com forward slash Rogan. And that's it. Okay. My guest today is Owen Smith. Uh, Owen Smith is a hilarious stand up comedian, uh, one of my favorite guys working today, like legitimately. I, I I've said this before, I think he's one of the top 20 comics. Alive. Hilarious. Great guy too. Wonderful human being. And uh and we had a good time. Give it up for Owen Smith. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan experience. Train my day, Joe Rogan podcast by night. All day. Boom. And we're live. Owen, you going to Australia? Are you moving there? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> I never been, B. I never, You've never been. You never been. I never been. You would been. love it. You would love it. That's what
1: they say, man. I get a lot of Australians come to the store, and, yeah. and when I perform at the cellar, a lot of Australians. So I they go,
0: fly over here yeah. to see comedy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's they, crazy. They take comedy vacations. It's super common. You ever
1: see like a. A hot dog spot and this is like world-famous yes. I feel like when I talk to an Australian I can say I'm world-famous, but I've never been over there
0: Well, I think a lot of them come over here just so like oh, fuck it mate Let's go to Australia and you know fucking fly over to Los Angeles and see what it's like over there They've got more people in their state than we have in our entire country There's more people in the greater LA area than in than all the of Australia. entire The entirety What's that feel like? You know, and they're as big as the United States. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. So the con- uh, it's the size of conti- the t- contiguous United States. I think the lower 48, I don't think it's yeah, Alaska yeah, yeah. included, but it has less people than Los Angeles. I learned that lower 48 term when I was in Alaska. Ah, uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they they barely are America. Yeah, yeah it
1: was crazy. Yeah, was like, mm-hmm. You look at
0: it, you're like, what? Is, yeah. How is this up here? Yeah, yeah this is America too? Yeah. I was like, huh? how shall y'all get in? <laughs> Lower 48. Yeah. I used to have a joke about Sarah Palin. I'm like, that's a fr- frozen Puerto Rico. That's what that is. <laughs> like, that's thought... that is so not America. That's barely America. <laughs> that's hilarious. Those people are cool as fuck though.
1: Yeah, man. I loved it. Everything was rustic. That was the new yeah. word for like, it was a booger on my spoon, man. That's rustic. It was <laughs> a... it was
0: like, it. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. I was just
1: banging on things. I became a nerd too. I saw like the Aurora Borealis. Like It was oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Saw a moose up close and whales like breaching. I got you know in yeah. uh, Resurrection Bay. I think is where I went. It it's fantastic. real up there. It fantastic. It's real. I loved it. I went in April, so it wasn't too cold. But it
0: was still cold as shit. You know? Yeah, it's it's weird up there because yeah. the people are just they're so accustomed to like the trials and tribulations of nature. They feel like they're hardier folk. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. They're not consumed with like the stuff that we are bothered
1: with. And they everybody has a plane. Like every yeah. other person had a plane in their backyard. Like a bush plane. <laughs> right?
0: yeah. Which is kind of cool. Dude, this <laughs> p- this place is going crazy. we lost Garrison Keeler. And Matt, Matt Lauer. Lauer today, both Shh. of them went down. Bah! That's what they
1: get. Crazy <laughs> like I Garrison Keillor, Garrison Keillor, man, them low talking dudes, those yeah. slow talking.
0: Yeah, Welcome to Lake Mohave, He's Those are the guys looking you watch out for. Yeah, yeah, the whispery Here we are dudes. Live. Public broadcast radio could use your donations. We love uh. bringing you quality content, but it comes at a price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the first guy to go down was that John Gomeshi guy. Who was that? He Is was that the a guy NBR from president? Canada? Oh, the CBC guy that was choking bitches.
1: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Who was the Montreal? <laughs>
0: That's the dude. He That's was the like, Montreal yes, dude. he was like Mister Calm and Quiet uh, and Progressive, and I'm a feminist. I don't I'm, trust it. I call myself a feminist, ladies. You, you listen. You cannot trust. I'm not the best human being in the world, but I swear to God. What you see is what you get. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You got to be careful with these fucking male feminists. That is just that is a sneaky ploy to get pussy. What was that one? The, who was it? Was it uh, Eric Weinstein that was telling us about uh, a particular type of cuttlefish that pretends that? to be a female so oh. that he can get in close with the males and then because the males don't recognize him as being a fe- uh, a, a, a threat. What was it? Sneaker like sneaker, sneaker, sneaker male, like a sneaker male. Hilarious. Yeah, and that's he the male can operate like underneath the large cuttlefish, <laughs> right? And with all the females, yeah, and then he bangs them. He gets on a sneak tip. That's the dude. Yeah. that's
1: like I understand you. Yeah, is that oh, it? Wow, that's yeah. dope.
0: sneaker male cuttlefish of thailand
1: there it is yeah
0: so it literally is like a transgender cuttlefish it (laughs) pretends to be a woman but really it's just trying to get some pussy that's it and it's it's strategy is not to be the big you know uh ever-present dominant male but instead just slip around just like the girls that's like girls um, that's like the one straight dude in a
1: ballet Joint. Yeah. And he's like, the women complain to me mm-hmm. about all the other guys and then I end up yeah.
0: smashing them all. Yeah. Or like the one straight dude in, uh, in. Church choir. Yeah, you know when you see those guys, who they really are. When one of the ballerinas' boyfriends show up, and yeah, the straight dudes bitchy to him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, look yeah. at you! I'm trying to fuck my girl. You, you, you've been trying though You've got this whole thing cultivated. You're watering it all and right, putting right. fertilizer. You're setting it all got up. Your moves. Catch yeah. your, your calendar. You got your fake books. You're pretending to read that you leave out. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the shit that we do. All the shit that guys do.
1: <laughs> Everybody has a move. Uh, <laughs> what was garrison keeler's he was he was probably the you know just the intellect man he was a professor he was the yeah. the professorial crush right lake bobegan he created this whole world yeah. talking dude made money in minnesota dude. it was prince and this dude and garrison keeler yeah <laughs> right.
0: so yeah look at man, him look at that dude that oh. dude was slinging dick Ugh. Oh. Terrible, Gersh and Killer. killer. I wonder what is the accusations. I don't
1: know. Here's the
0: thing, though, man. All a chick has to do is hate you. That's what's scary. Yeah, and then you're guilty.
1: Yeah, it's the bucket is so wide. It's like it's the Weinstein of it all, and then it's I don't know. know, Yeah, Matt Lauer
0: of it all. I don't know what Matt did, but yeah, I don't know what he did either. But then there's like the Louis C.K. angle where he doesn't even touch you. He just jerks off in front of you like. "Hmm." The fuck? (laughs) Like my boy say though, he's like, You don't know what it's like to have a dick
1: (laughs) 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 Because you think about it, like who like who would put everything in peril to just Jerk off in front of somebody. Like, you know None. this is going to come back on you. Yes. So it has imagine. to be something, something with your dick that makes you go, I have to do
0: this. I think it's, I've been saying this for a while. I think it's one of the things that, like, makes people funny, too, is that ridiculous way of viewing the world. You're just chaotic. Yeah. Impulsive. And you yeah. do nutty shit. And the next thing you know, you're like, can I jerk off in front of you? You're like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> you push the limits. You start pushing. You just, let me just, see how ridiculous I can funny. be. Yeah, you want to see what people's
1: lines are, and it probably oh. worked. It might have worked for somebody. Yeah, like, that whip it out, like the whipping your dick out thing. Like I know dudes that that was, people tried to get me to do that in college. They were like, "Yo, you should just pull your dick out." I'm like, "That works." Yeah, and I was like, "I never had the courage to just, just yeah. pull my dick out in front of a
0: girl." But it I know cats that were doing it all the time. <laughs> but when it does work, you're like, "Holy shit!" I got to figure out what the rhythm is right, here.
1: Right, what's the beats? <laughs> what are the beats is it a movie like, first is it because
0: a... <laughs> there's some times where it can work and you're like what how does that how is that possible but then other times where you'd pull your dick out and the girl would be like what the fuck Be right. like I'm sorry <laughs> Jesus what did I do <laughs> you, Jesus you can't,
1: you can't bat baseball averages with your no, dick pullout game not only that it's a low average it's a low too. average
0: it's a low average and those but if you get crazy back. and hit that one out of a hundred it, it was mm-hmm. worth it <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it
1: until today, man. The all ninety nine are coming out.
0: Yes, and if you yeah. have like a a freak girlfriend, yeah. like when you're in high school or something like that, yeah. and then just ruins your perception. It ruins
1: you. you know what else fucks a lot of dudes up? The strip club. They yeah. hang out there, so they have this false reality of what you know oh yeah a woman is so then when they go out and just try to talk to a regular woman
0: they're like well you gotta get to know me 1st like fuck you bitch (laughs) (laughs) they don't even know there's a little bit of that but there's also you're just getting used to dealing with freaks yeah you're dealing with freaks all the time they have a different different parameter it's not like the lady in the office that handles accounting you you can't pull your dick out on her no (laughs) but that is nice when you meet a woman who has agency over her
1: body and knows what she likes that could fuck you up when you go and you're dealing with somebody that's not that free
0: Yes. Yeah. That could be a, that's a problem where yeah. where girls just they're not fr- freeze the right word, right? They're not yeah. just relaxed enough or comfortable enough in their own skin or yeah. no, know what they like and just can tell you and you're like, yeah. 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 And that's
1: when you have to decide if yeah. you really like her because if you do like focus on her and and bring that out of her and Mm -hmm. you don't like her it's gonna be hard to (laughs) (laughs) get out of that yeah Yeah, that's a problem
0: yeah Yeah, I dated a girl once a long time ago like way back in the day I was in my my 20s and I loved having sex with her but I hated hanging out with her I know man it's that it's that she would How just, you,
1: how'd, you, how'd you try to like, um, ghost her when you
0: were. She got mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they always did. They always wound up getting mad at me. <laughs> they just get mad at you. Yeah. Just, you're not doing what they want you to get do. You're own. not marrying them. Yeah. You're not this. You're not that. You're not. Oh, man. But isn't that
1: crazy? Don't think about that. You got what you wanted, and then you had to sit through that mm-hmm. moment of her being upset with you. You knew it was coming, but you already got what you wanted.
0: You see what I'm saying? Well, it was like the part of her behavior was like a a game to try to get me in. Yeah. You know, like part yeah. of her freak shit yeah. was just like she knew that that's what I wanted from her. You know, yeah. so she would just act like the freakiest. Like, I'll suck your dick right here. Yeah. You want me to? Yeah. Like we're in the movie theater, I'll suck your dick. Like, right. Whoa. Jesus. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you're, like, you're like, I didn't know that was
1: on the menu, but I'll take it. Yeah. And then when you go,
0: All right, I'm good. Yeah, like what? How could you? I yeah. sucked your dick in that thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like some part of like that behavior is like they know that other girls don't behave like that. Yeah. So if they just turn this shit up to nine, like, whoa. It's dope. But and then the, you think about them all the time, yeah. and then it gets exciting.
1: Then but after the, she's mad at you, and yeah. that's when I would date her. No dick sucks in the movie. Angry, angry. <laughs> Fuck you. She <laughs> don't, don't even like movies. I don't like movies. Before. How come you don't like? Who doesn't like movies?
0: Yeah, a friend of mine was talking to me about this about uh, like a girl that has been like real open about all the different guys she fucked and all the and now yeah. she's gonna settle down, but. I was promiscuous in the past right. and I'm not doing that anymore. And the guy's like, what? I hate I hate those when a guy virgins. hears that, yeah. you're like, oh, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. I missed it. I missed, yeah, I missed in, the war yeah. Borealis. It's the worst. Yes. I could have been here in April. Yes. I would have saw the lights in the sky. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah. I hate born again virgins, man. That's, that's, <gasps>
0: I get it though.
1: I ain't doing it no more till I get married. It's like, you got, yeah. you got two kids. Like you have, you, you right. used to
0: fuck. It's you my turn. It's
1: my turn. <laughs> you know what I had to do to get in this seat? <laughs>
0: But you gotta just let people be who they are, man. When you see that, the thing is, like, this is what men do and also what women do. We try to change the person we're with, like, oh, this dude doesn't dress good. But if I just get him the right clothes and just teach him how to groom his hair and, you know, get him to wear more, more stylish things. Yeah. Yeah, they'll just start to change you. Then just, you
1: then you start looking better. You, confidence gets up. You're like, why am I with you? Yeah. <laughs> I want to get with her now.
0: I had a buddy of mine who would get girls and get them to go on a diet. He would date cute girls that were like a little chubby. And then ah, he would take them to the gym. Added value. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, added value. He's like, no, this way, like, they really like you. You get them and then you can make them hot. I'm like... <laughs> That's a lot of work, man. It's, it's, it's chaos. You can't, I mean, it might work, but it's like the whip the dick out thing. One out of 100, it's going to work. One out of work. 100, yeah. The other girl's going to be hiding candy. <laughs> like, how come you're not losing any weight? I don't know. I'm doing everything you You're doing saying. it wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or the dude, you know, a girl takes a chubby dude and brings him to the gym all the time. You uh, can't make a chubby dude like a, a fitness freak. No. It's like People just, are who they are. They are who they are. They are who they
1: are, man. I'm, uh, but I, I am, I'm trying to get, lose some weight. Are you? I'm I'm doing. I'm
0: trying intermittent fasting. I do that. You mess with that? Yeah, I do that every night. Oh, where? Yeah. All right. Well, except on vacation, I gained five pounds. Even though I worked out every day on vacation, I worked out every day. Yeah. But I drank and ate everything. Uh, Ah. I gained five pounds in a week. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So I I just went off though. How many hours
1: do you go without eating? 18, 12, 14, 14. Yeah. That's probably what I'm doing. I think.
0: Yeah, I do uh, 10 p.m. at night. Uh You know, I do 10 p.m. at night and then um, or 8 p.m. at night rather and then 10 a.m. in the morning oh so it's not bad so I'm done eating uh, everything no more food after 8 p.m. at night and then uh, Then 10 10 a.m. in the morning I start eating oh that's dope it's easy all right yeah yeah it's just you know what man it's like that feeling when you come home from the store though and mm -hmm. you're like damn I like to eat something yes you know but you just got to pass that up you know well, You know what else I gotta pass up yeah. Having something to drink At night Like glass of water or Something like that Cause it's always like Four in the morning I yeah. gotta piss I'm Like yeah. god damn it yeah. and You're not you getting up. That good sleep Yeah, you get up You gotta piss You go yeah. back to bed again But yeah. a couple nights I've been fucking Good and disciplined Where after a certain time No liquids And yeah. I sleep like a baby All through the night you wake so up And nice. you feel like You did something Yeah uh, <laughs> Another thing I do now is I Where? work out in the morning. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I work out in the morning before I eat. I think I figured it out,
1: though. I think I figured out how I'm gonna do it. <clears throat> how are you gonna do it? I try to burn. I started wearing a heart rate monitor finally. Oh, and I try to burn a thousand calories in my workout. That's what I try to get to.
0: That's a lot. That's a
1: lot. And so, but if I can get to the thousand, then if I try to, if I eat eighteen hundred calories that whole day, then that eight hundred for is, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying. I'm one day three, <laughs> day three. <laughs> this. Do you go? Um,
0: do you follow I'll a specific you. type of diet? Are you eating specific foods? Well, I mean, I, I try to um, t- be
1: more on the plant based tip, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not a vegan because I wear leather and all that stuff. I'm not, and I, I think vegan is like, I I love what it represents, but I think their marketing that's not the best. Where people are running from that term, so I just
0: like more well, people are running stuff. from cunts. <laughs> is, there's a lot of people that are vegan that are just cunts. Them, I had CT Fletcher on dope. yesterday, oh, and you know he is that? the, no, the no. famous powerlifter, uh-huh. very motivational guy. Or the but black dude, yeah, right? The, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah uh-huh. But he was saying that he 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 doesn't even say he's vegan anymore because right. people are so goddamn militant. He's yeah. like, I'm not doing this for the animals. I'm doing this shit for my health. Right. But if you say that, people got mad at him. So he's right. like, I just say I eat vegan most of the time. Yeah, that's most that's, of the time. Yeah, so that's what he says. Yeah. I get it, but the vegans that are good people that are just doing it because they care and they're kind, they, yeah. they get a bum rap because of all the psychos. And those psychos almost always have like vegan in their name, yeah, like vegan warrior, like yeah, vegan earth goddess. Yeah, if it's like,
1: vegan first, but I, you know what's yeah. funny? If vegan is last, they tend to be cooler. Like this, <laughs> like it's like it's I'm this person and then right. vegan. Like my man uh, Epi Vegan, he loves your show. Epi Vegan, Epi Vegan. <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a segment when he comes to town, and uh, okay. I like that cat. He's cool i and like uh, a lot of vegans yeah but
0: i mock them <laughs> like i mock myself i mock myself how the fuck am i not gonna mock my you? wife
1: isn't vegan and i try to and but she'll eat stuff that i make. And sometimes oh, yeah? she'll placate me i did i I took a huge loss on thanksgiving though i made two pies i like to cook and stuff so i made two uh sweet potato pies Ooh, yeah I love one with pie. one with milk and butter and all the stuff that you had growing up boom and i, I did that and then i made one vegan one just to see what would uh what people were like and man it was just one slice taken out of the vegan pie. <laughs> <laughs> one sad slice and everybody <sighs> was like man come on and they but they tore the other pie up of course butter and eggs sugar i had to wrap it up and take it back home when he uh, was still in the fridge I'm what's like, in uh, the vegan one so instead of eggs you make uh flaxseed eggs <laughs> <laughs> So your pie got freckles what? in it. I know I don't want no freckles in my goddamn pie, but Ugh. but then it's everything else is it's the same. It's the same uh and instead of um using half and half you use like um you use uh it'll be like almond milk mixed with like coconut milk. That's all right. And then you do uh and then but the same all sugar, flour, all that's the same. And uh, no, eggs. Eggs. no eggs, no eggs, just just but eggs. You can't taste eggs
0: when right. you eat them. It's just eggs is a binding agent. Right. It just holds Protein. it together. When I was and, in uh, Hawaii uh, yeah. last week, we made What's we that? We took a class. It's a uh, potato pasta. They were talking
1: about that at the store. I've never had that.
0: Ooh, it's delicious. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. good. Who makes good gnocchi, though, because... Every,
1: everyone's eye contact divert like I was like who makes good gnocchi they're like man I don't you out here <laughs> you <know? laughs> so I was like you talk I want I want to <laughs> taste it like what is this like, it's
0: just a it's an Italian food you just gotta go to a good Italian restaurant and they make good gnocchi yeah yeah okay, all right. yeah. just find a good Italian place that has pasta they'll okay. have no, gnocchi most likely gnocchi.
1: yeah and it's not spelled N-O-K-I it's, it's a G there's a G in, a G in, in there I've always, when you open a menu, and you know, I was like, yeah. you know, it, I'm fucking with that. Like, I, <laughs> I wouldn't even, if I said it's <laughs> G- yeah, mm,
0: If they have some, like lamb chops yeah. and gnocchi, like, mm, mm. gnocchi like suck, and then my meal is trash. Right.
1: It's probably been sitting there my whole life going to fancy Italian restaurants and just never.
0: It's right. an interesting pasta, because it's a pasta made with, like, they make it with potatoes. Okay. They boil potatoes, and they smash them down. And then they um, they get it to a certain consistency, they cool it off, mm-hmm. and then they add a certain amount of flour. Like, we did the whole thing. We chopped it up. We wow. We pressed it into—you roll it. Yeah. You roll the flour out into, like, a little tube, and then you cut little sections of it. And you yeah. make your gnocchi with the sections. And do you have to then—do you bake that, or do you— Yeah, they boil it. They boil it? Okay. Yeah, they boil you... it. I think. I didn't watch them do it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they boil it, though. Make a little sauce, and then yeah. red sauce. Is we had a bunch of different sauces. We the, the chef cooked it with three different sauces. Nice. He cooked it with— uh, a bolognese sauce he cooked uh, it with a um oh uh, it was like a cheese sauce uh, with with uh walnuts right like a walnut i forget what kind of cheese and then there was another one one other sauce a pesto ah
1: i love i make fresh pesto I yeah it
0: was good man yeah it's really good yeah man i just <clears throat> i think uh if you just cut out bread and mm-hmm. cut out pasta those are the two big ones just you cut just, that just shit out of your diet. Gnocchi pasta though yeah but that's Potato pasta, so that's different. Different, than, yeah. Got it. It's right. not as good for you as right. like some things, but I don't think it's nearly as bad for you as grain. grain. I okay. think grain is just the, the terrible. Man, have you gotten through? I haven't gotten through that that dude's book, uh, Wheat Belly. Yeah, Wheat Belly. No, I haven't. But that, I watched a documentary on the yeah. plane <clears throat> coming back from Hawaii mm-hmm. about wheat. Let me see what the fucking mm-hmm. name of it is, but it was uh, it was a trip, Man. and it was all talking about the uh, roundup chemicals that they spray Ah, there it is and they were talking about how people say well it only affects bacteria and they were saying yeah but you have bacteria in your fucking gut right yeah what's what's with wheat yeah Uh, that's the uh the name of the documentary and it's it's not good i tried watching it that dude was talking i was just i couldn't i was all right man I was falling asleep. Droning on. on. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the problem with all those academics. Yeah. Like to be the type of person that could sit down and do that kind of research, right. painstaking, you're time not interesting. consuming research, you're boring as you're fuck. You're not interested. But you need <laughs> those people, man. Right. Those people are the only ones that are going to do it. You're not going to do it. I'm not yeah. going to do it. No. I know. I know. You need those people yeah. doing tests. And, yeah. And then just explaining to you the dangers of complex uh, glutens. Uh, group.
1: Yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's my goal. So I'll I'll check back in with you in like six weeks, see if I'm where I need to be. Three days in, feeling strong though, right? I'm I'm talking about it publicly. I'm usually yes. really private about what I'm doing. With. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm talking about it publicly about it. is important. Hey, man. Once you once you put you, it out there. Yeah. Once you get over forty, I feel like I feel like you can eat whatever you want until you're forty, because you only get one intestine. Mm. So then you have to start your body. Loses enzymes That will break it down As vigorously Because I have a son now And I watch my son My son can eat anything Right And he's His energy is high You know And all of that But when you get older You lose some of those enzymes I I feel like enzymes Are like government workers (laughs) Like You eat a steak They're like Who gonna get that (laughs) I've been getting that shit For 40 years Anybody Somebody else Come get that (laughs) And so then it sits And it sits Plus your son's growing My son's growing A little furnace A little furnace For calories Just
0: burning them off So dope
1: He's starting to to speak sign language now, like just little things. You know, he knows more. We give him some food, and we taught him more, and and he just looked at us like we were silly. And then, like, a couple hours later, he's like... Come on.
0: <laughs> Bring it. You told me this to get it. It's not working. I'm doing it. Well, in the beginning, they say sign language is a really good thing to teach kids because they can't really formulate the words, the words yet. The yeah. mouth. That's why they get frustrated and they start crying because yeah. they can't tell you yeah. what they want, but they know what they want. It's amazing. They don't know a language yet. Yeah. It's interesting. And he he's a huge Prince fan. I, I, you know, I,
1: buy, I love playing records. And so my wife got me a dope record player for Christmas, and uh, we play... Prince's "Purple Rain" on there, and if I play anything else, he he'll, he just wants Prince right now. Really? Here. And I and I go, you want you want to hear some music with dinner? And he'll he'll run to the record player and he'll start trying to. How old is he? He's fourteen months. Wow. Yeah. And so like he understands things. Like I'll be like, get the ball, and he'll get it, and then we'll play. But whew, I could see him wanting to say it. Occasionally, he'll sit and just start mocking me. Like I'll say, get the ball. He'll be like, Pa Like I could see him trying to just fuck with you. Yeah, fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> i literally just start saying trying to say what i just said in the same
0: rhythm wait till he starts talking to you that's when it gets man, real I weird wait, man. i have a little conversations with my kids yeah and just how ha- while i'm talking to them i'm talking to them about what we're talking about uh-huh. but most of my brain is like i can't believe you can talk yeah i know <laughs> I can't believe you're a person and we we're, we're of a you're a 7-year-old person yeah. and we're exploring the world together we have talking about stuff and yeah. My kids are way too aggressive with me physically, though, ah. especially my littlest one, Boy. My, my seven girl, all girls, man. Uh-huh. My seven-year-old, she fucking tackles me all the time, just full-on charge like I'm indestructible. Sla- she takes MMA, so she will slam into me, oh, grab wow. a single leg, throw her shoulder into me. If I plop down on the bed, she gets on top of me. She drops on top of me on the mount. She'll start punching my stomach. She oh. thinks it's hilarious because I'm like a toy. She feels like she could just beat on me. Because I can just incredible. carry her, and right, right. I pick her up all the time. I put her on my shoulders, and she's like, this motherfucker could just carry me. I right. can't, even, can't even hurt him. Right. I'll just wail on him. That's so funny. It's hilarious. Oh, man. She's yeah. so aggressive. Man, I want my son to know how to do all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Get him yeah. involved early. Then it'll, be, it'll be a normal part of life, so that way... Like bullies and conflict, it won't bother them because they know how to fight.
1: Yeah, I had to make bullies laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But you're a big dude. Big dude, yeah, but I got a short torso, so like, (laughs) (laughs) I look 5'8 sitting down. So when I used to, I grew up in Maryland, so I used to, you know, we had public transit and stuff. So whenever I would be on public transit, I would always see the dudes like, yo, we got one. And then I would have to stand up. They were like, oh, never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, my
1: height saved me a lot. And then That's being funny helped me a lot, too.
0: And yeah, now, being funny is the good one. It's like, oh, this guy's not trying to be dominant. He just yeah. wants to be the silly dude. Yeah. Okay, we like you. Yeah. You know what yeah. I used to do, too, though? Uh, <laughs>
1: only I only told um, Colin Quinn this story. Um, when I grew up in these apartments, Pembroke Apartments, in, in, in Prince George's County, Maryland, there was this one bully Uh, who would steal people's bikes and shit and he would start fights and whatever and and so I had I played sports you know so one of my trophies broke and my mom took me to some place to fix it and I did not know that there was a place that existed where you I just thought trophies appeared you know what I mean as a kid you just get a trophy so when I saw this was the spot what I used to do is I would save up my allowance and I would go to the trophy spot and buy like a karate trophy (laughs) Uh, and just walk around the neighborhood just long enough for this one dude to see me who I knew would be like the town crier. And, right. and I would always act embarrassed about it, like, Oh young what's that young? And that's how we talk, we say young and stuff. I mean my, my mother got me taking karate and shit. I wanted this little turn. Oh you you want karate, you nice like that? <laughs> yeah, man. Don't don't tell nobody, man. I ain't gonna say shit and then I was leave. <laughs> <easy. laughs> and so then uh <laughs> and then like a, you know, a couple of months ago, by, I go by and buy a little bigger. Tr- <laughs> That's lame. Dude never messed with me. He never messed. Thank God. Thank God. No one was like, "Oh, I could fight." But, I, but you know what I'm saying. But it was like the word got out enough because uh-huh. nobody knew karate. You know what I'm saying, like, if you heard a, a dude did karate, that was enough. Like, you didn't yeah. want to get embarrassed. So, right. It gave me like free passage to do. That's hilarious. Know, just to be be my corny self. Be out. You know. That's there. a very clever
0: way of handling it. <laughs> That's what I did.
1: I when I saw that store, I was like <laughs> <laughs> And the, the pieces were, they were like five bucks, seven yeah. bucks, three bucks, and I would go put it on and then so I was acting at the early age, just all that shit. Like That's just hilarious. planning. I said, I know where he's gonna be, you know. As soon as he saw me, I'd go back in the house. I didn't want like a big, you know what I mean? That's and very clever. My- like, psychologically, you, went, you knew the right guy that couldn't keep his mouth <gasps> shut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's was, it was always that guy. You know who that guy is. Yeah. And he and he, and he was so funny, too, because... Um, I bet he works for TMZ now. Probably. If he, if, <laughs> if he got out. If he got out. If he got um, out, right. Because that was in our neighborhood. It was people were afraid to dream out loud. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wanted to be a comedian since I was nine, but I ain't tell nobody because I saw somebody else say I want to be whatever. Man, you ain't going. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Right? Say shit. So isn't that
0: funny how people want to squash dreams?
1: Yeah, because it's their fear. But you don't realize that till you're older. Right? It's their fear that they're pushing on you. Yeah. And so they, in their own way, they think they're helping you.
0: Right. They're, they're giving you a dose
1: of reality. Yeah. Like and y'all, you grew you were in Boston, so you you had this too. A lot of people yell at you. Helpful shit, like you know what I mean. Like it was like a yelling community. Like don't do that. Does it? You know. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I always had like uh, people always yell. No, oh, you hey, watch the street. You know, like they would be like really emotionally charged. Like get yeah. out the street. They go. You know, as opposed to hey man, and it was never calm. Everything was. You were always yelled at. It was like a, a lot of yelling.
0: You know where I found it the weirdest is I, I worked as a uh, limo driver once. And uh, there was this guy that worked in the dispatch, mm-hmm. and this guy was just like a real bitter dude. And he wasn't that much older than me; I was twenty one, yeah. and he was probably like twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah. But he had given up, and he was the dispatch guy. Yeah. And uh, I worked all day; I had an eight hour shift, <clears throat> and then after I did the eight hour shift, I'm like, "Hey man, I gotta go; I got a show tonight." Yeah. And he's like, "A lot of guys here work twelve hours a day." I go. That's great. Yeah, I go, but I did my eight hours. I'm going. Yeah, are like, well, we need some airport pickups. I'm like, I did eight hours. Right. I go, I'm not working more than eight hours a day for you guys. Yeah. Like, This is like a part-time job. Yeah. I work eight hours a day. I'm gone. This motherfucker called the place mm. where I was supposed to be performing <clears throat> to find out if I was there. And something happened, and I got switched to mm. another place. Like, the booking agent said, hey, why don't you work at this place instead? Mm. And so I went in to work the next day. He's like, yeah. He goes, you weren't at that fucking place you said you were last night. I go, I was like, first of all, dude, I'm, I'm done working. Right. I'm done. Yeah. I go. Second of all, they switched me. The booking yeah. just call this other place. Yeah. I go call the other place. I'll wait. Yeah. And we're just looking at each other. I'm like, this guy just doesn't want dreams. Yes. He's like, yeah, you're out there doing comedy. You could be making me real money here. Yeah. There's real money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How
1: dare you not see this as the thing?
0: They yeah. were pointing to this one dude. There was this old dude who worked there. Mm. And I remember he was this big fat guy who had a Cadillac. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing they were saying. You know, John over here. He works. Uh, he doesn't bust his ass. He he works about sixty hours a week, mm-hmm. and he he's got a beautiful Cadillac, and then this Cadillac, and he's just sitting there. Everybody's like, "Wow, John's got a Cadillac." Wow. And he was like probably in his like late forties. Yeah, fat dude, just could tell you where the best veal scallopini is. <laughs> he always just knew where the food is because he just right. sat in his car all day driving around. Yeah, and then I remember thinking like, this poor fuck. Like John makes about sixty thousand dollars a year. He doesn't have to bust his ass. Yeah, it's a good living. And they would yeah. point to him, look at his Cadillac. And we were always like, Whoa, this is prison. This guy's working 16 hours a day. Like, what, right. the, what the fuck is going on here, man? You can't live like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. You got, you got to dream
1: bigger than that. I mean, one of my boys, he, he's doing really well. He, he could always sing. So our thing, we used to always have little singing groups. And, uh, <laughs> and we have this, it's a local music called Go-Go Music.
0: Go-go Play music,
1: yeah, it's like a lot of percussion and horns and like so local as <clears throat> to where it's it's really local in the D.C. Maryland Virginia area, but you've heard go-go like um um it's 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 splashed it's had some national hits like doing the butt is a go-go oh. song doing <laughs> the butt yeah, oh. yeah by experience uh. unlimited That's EU that yeah. That yeah. yeah yeah uh uh
0: yeah all night long
1: yeah that so. In the seventies, uh, there used to be music programs in all the schools, so all these cats were coming out, learning like instrumentation, composition, like all this stuff. But like in our era, they cut that. So, but, but go go bands, they still played like live music. So we would all try to form go go groups, but we couldn't read music. So we would be like, "Your part is boop baka baka boop boop." That's <laughs> how we would talk to each other. You on the horn, you play pun pun. We didn't know notes or anything. Right. But we would always like. Try to do that. Or we would be in a little singing group or something like that. And one cat could sing so well. And I just remember when my mom, we moved away uh, when I was 13. I remember hoping that he would keep singing. Years later, I'm asleep on my couch, man. And I, I love music video, so I had it playing. And I heard a familiar voice and I wake up. It was him. Wow! I started crying on my couch. Did you? Yeah, I was like, he it. <laughs> he made that and, out. Uh, he, yeah, he's fantastic, and uh, he's, he got nominated for a Grammy uh, two years ago. Wow! And yeah, yeah. What's man. his name? His name's uh, Boo Black Boo. His name's Alfred Antonio Duncan. He went. Uh, you call him Black Boo? That's what he calls himself. He and he calls himself <laughs> Boo Black Boo. Uh, Professional. But I mean, we were neck. We were. He was like my brother growing up. Like I'm my only child, but he. Uh, his real name is Alfred, but. He, so this is how we met, like, probably. I don't know how old I was, but it was a knock on my door, Saturday morning cartoons. That's him. Wow. That's how, yeah. And so then uh, Mambo Sauce is the name of uh, Go-Go Band he was in. And uh, they have a, a hit song called Welcome to D.C. that I saw on uh, the video channel. And it plays all the time, like, in the, in the Redskins, uh, you know, where the Redskins play and with the Washington Wizards play. He's dope. And so, and he just went viral for um, marrying his wife. uh, Like, he proposed to his girlfriend and then married her the same day. What'd you say, say, Jane? Something else that just happened went viral Oh, nah. And so, um, but this is how he met. Like, (laughs) I remember he knocked on my door and uh, my mom answered it. And he was like, How you doing? Um, My name is Boo. (laughs) He said, "Um, My mother want to know if you got a cup of uh, milk we could borrow. And, my mom was like, okay, yeah, we got a cup of milk. My mom went to get some milk. And she goes, This is my son Owen. I go, hey, I go, why they call you Boo? He said, because they said when I was born, I was so black that I looked like the sound a ghost makes. So that was his name, Boo. <laughs> so then my mom gives him a cup of milk, and then he he walked back carefully with it 15 minutes later. How you doing, Miss Smith? Um, my mother wanna know if you got um a half a cup of sugar, she could borrow. Yeah, I got a half a cup of Came back. How you doing, Miss Smith? My mom. 15 minutes later. How you doing, Miss Smith? My mom want to know if you got um one egg. She could ball. You showing sure your need two? No, just one egg. So my mom gave him. I'm gonna give you two just in case. So then he left. Came back. How you doing, Miss Smith? My mom want to know if you got a quarter cup of oil. She could ball. Jesus. Real talk. My mom gives him a cup of oil. Comes back 15 minutes later. No. How you doing, Miss Smith? My mom want to know if you want to come over for pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> He was my friend. He was became my best friend. Like just, like, just that. like that. And my mom was like, "Does she need syrup?" And you could hear his mom go, "I had that." You know. Oh, that's funny. And that's how we met. And that was kind of like indicative of the apartment complex. Like looking back at it, it was like basically all single moms in that apartment complex, uh. and so all raising young boys. And we would all go outside and play and give each other bad information and. Try <laughs> <to> t- <laughs> Uh, try to finger pop girls or whatever whatever (laughs) try to do backflip whatever it was and um and so that was a it was just a great time in my life because i was born in the bahamas and then when my mom left my dad at nine months she moved to dc for like a year and then the pembroke apartment so i was in pembroke apartments From there until like 13 or 14. Where did you
0: start doing comedy?
1: I started doing comedy in Maryland, man. (laughs) Where? At the Greenbelt Comedy Connection. Uh Outside was a huge picture of Martin Lawrence. Uh And uh, Dave Chappelle was just bubbling, starting to like pop. And I actually saw Chappelle bomb in there. And uh, this is an, I hope this isn't a negative story. It was fantastic how it happened. He went up and he was doing his stuff. And it was a black crowd at the time. You know, he was young, man. So we were the same age. So at the time, we, we were both 19. And he was like just trying to figure it out. And I thought he was great. But somebody was like, boo. And they just started just a collective boo. He was like, fuck y'all, yeah, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. Like he literally was saying that. Then he walked off stage and he sat right next to where I was. And you know that. Just bomb energy. He was just yeah. like he ain't want to look at nobody, and I was just like, man, I would never seen anything like that happen. And this guy named Tony Woods went up after him. I know him. Tony. They, they they uh. And so then Woodsy goes up, and Woodsy goes, man, that was great. Standing ovation, right? Then they walk off. They walk out together, get in the same car, and drive off. So I was like, oh my god, that was incredible. Like just seeing that happen. Yeah. And uh, and then and that and that's. I started in that environment where I learned how to perform first, right? I had no substance. I just knew how to, I was trying not to get booed. So right. I wasn't talking about shit. I was just, man, you, it's, it's, it's just a very, entertaining, active, just an entertaining uh, uh, performer. But everyone in that environment was so nurturing. Like when you got off stage, other comments were like, yo, that's funny. First slow down, say this, you know, and it was like a, it was like a weird I don't know. I never had like other like black men be that like excited about something that <clears throat> wasn't sports or women. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. And be that encouraging. Like, yo, man, you funny. Da- 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 da. And so I was like, I'm home. This is, you know, and uh, it was a guy I went to eighth grade with a cat named Mike Brooks. He's like the mayor of D.C. Comedy Wise. He had been doing it a year longer than me. And took me around all the spots. So my goal that summer was to just get paid, because I believe if you got paid, I'm a professional. Right. So at the end of the summer, this guy named Pops gave me a crumpled up $25 to perform in front of like six people in this big place in the Greenbelt, the Comedy Connection of Laurel. And uh, after that, you couldn't tell me nothing. Because we had performed in, a, it's a lot of spots called cabarets, where the audience is not facing you. So you're on stage, and they're at long tables, eating crabs and stuff and they have to careen their next battle. oh yeah and if i would get like a laugh or something i was like oh okay i'm doing it and um we would we would do crazy stuff like a headliner would like go short and we would go up after a headliner and eat it (laughs) because he just had him he was the headliner
0: but for some reason he had a issue. We we'll would go up next. I heard a headliner do that. Bert Kreischer was telling me about that, where he would go on after the headliner. Yeah, because the headliner didn't want to do the drop check spot. Yeah. So he would do the, he would go up. Someone would go up and do like ten minutes. Yeah. The headliner would go up, do an hour. Yeah. And then Bert would go up and close the show. Yeah, Mike like, Brooks was what amazing. In the like, fuck kind of shit is that? I know.
1: Yeah, we one time this is when this is when I took another sweet L. It was, uh, it was that same summer. We were at one spot, and then Mike said, "Hey, man, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Comedy Connection." Log. Uh Chris Thomas is coming down earlier or something. We're gonna we gonna close it out. I was like, "All right." I didn't know <laughs> you weren't supposed to do that, and I get up there. Chris Thomas is killing. He was, uh, he was the mayor of Rap City. He used to do this move, and he does, like, a lot of impressions. And he was he – was, the crowd is literally, like, crying. Still, I'm going to go – I'm going to think I'm going to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen. And Mike uh, – I went and I had to go first. That, that was the other thing. He set me up. Like, yeah, you go up. Then I'm going to go up. So I, I basically had to take, like, what was coming. So Chris leaves – and it was no ill will or nothing. He literally had to go do something. So then they introduced me. I come out there. This is when I used to wear slacks and shirt was tucked in. I just smelled like a college kid. Like, you know, I was like, what's up, y'all? What's up? Everybody's like, And the checks are dropping. I didn't understand what that was. People are looking at their bill. Man, the Power Rangers are crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't like I'm talking about sweat You know the fly, All terrible oh, yeah. Terrible I race off stage And then um, I don't think I got booed But it was just Silence It was just No laughs And then uh, But Mike He used to do this trick Where he would Pad his intro With shit he never did You seen him on the martin Lawrence show you seen him opening for sinbad you seen him on Def jam you see i was like you ain't doing all that and he was like you got to figure it till you make it Jordan. and then he went out and he did okay and then i just learned a lot of lessons in that era you know like how to keep going like if the shit ain't working you know just keep going and uh i really had a so much confidence because i feel like that area was some of the some of the toughest environments to get laughs. So when I went, then I went to the Midwest. I went to school to Notre Dame. I was like, this ain't shit.
0: <laughs> like I'm people making, are friendly. Yeah, this is, this is gonna
1: be so easy to make. You know, to be. And so I started a, a comedy. A funny bone opened up in South Bend. And I became like the house MC there, and I would watch the national headliners come through. And oh, and, and that, that helps, that, right? Tremendously. And that's when I learned substance. Like I said like, okay, I gotta. I gotta have
0: something to say. Isn't it interesting too when you would if you would work at a place like that, I remember that was how it was in Boston mm-hmm. uh when I was first starting out. If I was lucky I'd get like a hosting gig and I, I would go get you to see the quality of some people's material versus others. Yes. And like you would see a guy coming in as a headliner and you're like, yes. Really? This is a headliner? Yes. It was just like barely adequate. Just yes. barely and you'd watch them all weekend yep. and you're like this is a whack show and then yeah. the next week it'd be bill hicks or something and you go like, oh fuck yeah yeah next level yeah. And yeah, it's like, like, oh jesus yeah like yeah. you realize like it's the quality of your thinking yes that be, like people people are chiming they're, they're 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 tuning into what you're saying in some sort of a weird way that hasn't totally been defined yet yeah yeah. You know, and when someone is up there and they just got some great material, they got great shit. It's like he it puts a smile on your face, like it gets yeah. your your brain lights up. Like yeah. ah, I like where he's going with this. Yes,
1: I love that. I love. I was oh, I didn't know you could do that with comedy. I didn't yeah. know you could do that with the art form. It is. It is like a. It's such a personal thing for me. Like when I see somebody abusing it, I do get it like. Uh, but now that I'm a little older, I just go, I, I, it doesn't affect me like it used to. Yeah. I used to be like, what are I you I know what you mean. Man? Yeah,
0: when I first started out, I would get offended yeah. by the pack <laughs> yeah. material. i like get yeah. angry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, eh, uh, 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 whatever. Yeah, but I think yeah. it's just, you You realize, like, what's a waste of energy. Like, it's good to use it's use true. that on yourself, yeah. to, like, to look at your own material and go, ah, oh, why the fuck am I doing this? Ah, oh, right. fix this. Right. That's going to benefit you. But doing it to other people, it's just a waste. Such a waste. But yeah. yeah. I spent some of my early 20s he's doing that like oh yeah like
1: i was telling you before we started um when you talk about australia franklin ajai was because i used to he said he lived there for a while he lived there and i asked him i go why'd you move to australia he said no guns no gangs no god that's what he said oh wow but he said the money wasn't um on part of what he could be making back in the states so that's why he came back how long did he live there for several years but i I don't don't know. what year was this that he was there yeah i don't know I don't know. I remember I saw him. Was after back he made in it in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he just he just went over there, and um. But I remember the first comedy album I heard of his is a picture of him. Like I can't think of what the name of it is, but I was listening to it because I used to. I was in like Oklahoma. I can't remember the other comic I was with, and I at that time I used to go to flea markets to buy albums, and we listened to it at his spot, and we smoked some weed, and we were listening to it, and I was like, he's high, like. You can tell he's high on this album. I was like, I didn't know you could do that. Like, that's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) He is so high. Not that one. Not that one. Comedian, seriously. Yeah, this dude. But he was the he was the first uh, comedian. The one, the the one up there with the shirt off. That's the album we listened to. Yeah, that album right there. Yeah, don't smoke dope. Fry Your Hair yeah <laughs> what <laughs> it's
0: funny man Don't Smoke Dope Fry Your Hair what a strange name for it's an it's weird album. yeah but you could tell he was high he was, was a funny dude man. funny dude I man. remember that bit he did about the Olympics he was on like one of those yeah. <laughs> like, it was a young comedian special I yeah. think is that what it was yeah and he did that t- he goes watch the Olympics watch the dude comes in last <laughs> Why did I train for this? Yeah. I trained for four years. And he goes, and then reality starts to say, man, I don't even have a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> I could have not trained and still came in last. He's fantastic. He's fantastic.
1: Yeah. He was the first black comedian I heard who didn't grow up. Uh, his, his shtick wasn't I grew up poor. Like, right. He, he was like m- middle class. He went to law school and he just talked about it. I go, oh, you could talk about that? because. Uh, a lot of, When I first started, a lot of comedians taking the stage, they all felt like they had to fit into this. It was a thing that just happened. But then when right. you talk to them off stage, it's like, you're way more interested in off stage. Why don't you talk about that? Right. Can you talk about that? Do you think
0: it was because they felt like they had to fit the mold of the popular comedians? Like I think so. People wanted a certain kind of comedian, yeah. and they felt like, oh, I got to talk about the shit that people want to hear. I think That's so. how you make it? I think
1: so. And then if you, you, if you stay in it long enough, you start to just go... Cause for a time, I had a, a act for a black room and an act for a white room, and it just got exhausting. Uh, I, I used to be physical, and I was like, Ah, oh, my knees, <laughs> man! I mean, stand here and talk to these people like <sighs> you just kind of become what you you know already yeah.
0: were. That's why those people that work those alt rooms get in real trouble when they come to a real comedy club. <sighs> You ever yeah. see that? Yeah, man, Oof. it's fantastic. <laughs> I've seen some people in alt rooms go to the store and yeah. follow Joey Diaz, Ooh. and it is horrendous. Yeah, it's horrendous. Yeah, because they're just used to like witty references and like yeah. you know c- a clever subject matter. And... It's,
1: it's yes and
0: comedy. But well, like, people are it's so supportive,
1: very supportive, which is nice. It's nice to have that. But it. But they. But they are also like timid audiences too right like if yeah. joey diaz went there they'd be yeah they'd be like what the Whoa. fuck yeah why are you bringing the outside world yeah <laughs> we like our little bubble but uh I, I i they had an alt scene man i i liked the fact that they were like i can't get any heat over here so i'm gonna go create this over here yeah but once it started like taking off i i did i didn't like that they were it became a th- it Context. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. like, "Yo, we all trying." Yeah.
0: To. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of shitting on people that try too hard. Yeah, which I was like, "What? what? Like, oh, he's acting out things and moving yeah. around." Oh, you mean he's being he's selling a joke, right? He's right. being funny. Right. Like you don't want that. I get it. That's yeah. kind of what people like. Yeah, yeah. People get weird about like what they're doing. Like you should only do what I'm doing. That's a. It's more. Like we're talking. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of energy. I don't. Why?
1: Yeah. Why? why? Why do you care? It's Dude, you like, were
0: talking about Tony Woods. Tony yeah. Woods. I. I knew, met Tony way back in New York in like '92 yeah. or some shit uh-huh. like that. He was fucking funny, man. Still is. I'm he sure is he dope. is. But there's a few dudes like him, and even yeah. Franklin Ajay. Like most people don't know who Franklin Ajay is. Like, <sighs> like how does that car wash? Yeah. How, yeah. But how that guy not like like who takes off and who doesn't? How does that work? I'm like trying Tony to figure it out, brother.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know his whole story, man. Um, I know for a lot of comedians who are mad funny, usually marriage or divorce is where they is like some. They like
0: divorce usually like, gets it's like oh, takes the takes the yeah. happy away. Yeah. You or they pay just, someone. Who's fucking some other dude? And you got to keep sending <laughs> them act, checks every month? You got to act. You got to Oh. Those and you get two. to see your, your ex-wife and you, you pick up your kid. Ugh. And the kid's like, mom says you're a loser. What? Yeah. Yeah. Mom, what? The fuck? Yeah. Mom says you ruined everything. Yeah. Mom says you can't pay your bills. What? Mom says you need to get a regular job and stop chasing your dream. What? Yeah.
1: All that shit right there. Divorce will fuck you up. I think if you marry the right person, you can it can make you better like yeah that's what's happening with me my wife i like my wife so
0: yeah that's a nice thing <laughs> it's important <laughs> yeah yeah i like mine too yeah it's, i think that helps yeah, yeah. you could it, it it definitely can make you like more stable yeah. more comfortable and you learn more about yourself when you're like totally intimate with a person yeah like, man you know my when my someone really so knows dope. you
1: yeah i want to thank you for the the compliment you gave me somebody i, I had my wife listen to it first because someone said i that you mentioned me and I'm always nervous when I, <laughs> like, I. I was like, I don't know what Joe said. And so um, <laughs> my wife said, Baby, listen to us. So we listened to it. And I was like, Oh, that's dope. And I said, Oh, he said top 20, baby. And my wife goes, You knew that already. And ah, I was like, ah,
0: ah, I didn't know <laughs> You are, well, though, man. I can't man. say it. I, I think, can't say uh, it.
1: I said, I think you're one Thank of the top you, 20 guys in the world. Thank I really you really do. Man. That makes me feel good. That makes it. it it's so funny, man. So. So many I'm I'm doing I'm going to be doing like my some some things that I've always wanted to do years ago, but I didn't know to ask for it, right? Mm -hmm. That was the thing I always
0: thought that people would see your work. And then hey. Well what happened uh, with you, I think, is you started working as a writer. Yeah. That's when they get you. They give you a job and then you think like this is what I do now. But that job, there's there's a there's no free ride. No. Like, to get that money for that job is nice and it yeah. gives you stability, but it takes away from the potential earning of your stand up. Yeah. And then the dude that you started out with. They're balling out of control. They're selling out places, and people don't know who you are. And That to me is crazy. When I see you on stage, I'm like, this guy is a world class headliner. Like everybody should know Owen Smith. Yeah, you know, and so it it just drives me nuts. I I know we're working on it, and I've been trying with Ian Edwards too. Same exact story as you. Same exact story. Yeah, I remember when he had long
1: dreads. Yes, I I remember the dreads. I love his his what I was just describing. His is documented on camera. Like, Ian used to yell at the audience. Like... You know, uh, what was this bit on Def Jam about? He used to be mad at AT and T son, like, like that's how they get you. Like he used to be like yelling, <laughs> they get you, and then I'm not falling for it. Like he would like Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and then when he cut his dreads, he was like more centered, more zen, just standing there talking. I was like Well then he became vegan and yeah. now he falls
0: asleep constantly, so he has no energy. No energy. When I get on the plane with him, I just take pictures of him. I have like <laughs> ten pictures on my phone of Ian Alcohol. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> he gets on the plane and as soon as he sits down, he's like, like, instantly. And I'm like, I got this motherfucker. <laughs> I get like, write his face and take pictures that's of him. That's hilarious. And then I send him to him and with a bunch of Zs on it. That's funny. <laughs>
1: but that's, I do that, too, though, man. But I, I trained myself to go to sleep on a plane. Yeah? Yeah. It's just kind of a thing. Like, when I'm on a plane, I just... I just make myself go to sleep. I don't know where I got it from.
0: It's a good move. Yeah. It'll de- definitely make flying easier. If you yeah. can get really comfortable with just falling on, uh, you know, like, especially those six-hour across-the-country flights. Uh, yeah, I'm just out. Just conk out. I'm out. Wake yeah. up. You feel refreshed. Yeah, I'm about to take the first. You know, with My son now, that he can walk now, so I am i won't be able to sleep. I know he's going to be that kid. Oh, yeah. yeah he's going to be sure. that kid. Yeah. yeah Run up and down the aisles getting mad if you try to hold on to them i kind of look forward to it though but i'm like ah yeah it's sad when they get uh ear aches and they start crying and then you can't do anything about them yeah i mean you can't help them you can't like there's nothing you can tell them yeah give them like sometimes things to chew helps okay that's good to know okay yeah sometimes like uh, like gummy bears or something that they have to chew it'll help pop their ears open I got my kid these uh vitamin gummy bears. They're, mm-hmm. they're gummy bears but they're uh, they have they're made out of essential fatty acids. Mm-hmm. They have vitamins in them. And chew it. That's yeah, my and then chew
1: it. My son yeah. don't chew shit right now, he eats
0: everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, you gotta chew it, man. Come on, one at a time.
0: Fourteen months old, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know anything yet. Nah. It's fascinating, isn't nah, it? It's, it's the like, best. Yeah. I I'm you know You learn a lot about yourself, man. I'll tell you that. You learn that you're enough.
1: Yeah It's the biggest lesson It's like I'm enough I walk in the door He's like, hey You know Yeah I don't have to Put on a show for nah. him Like my right. wife says When he hears my voice He lights up Like if I call him You know Oh on phone. that's awesome And so yeah I just like talking to him Sometimes When I when I first had him I didn't know what to say to him So I would just do old Like hip hop lyrics <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to this kid I'm just rapping stuff <sighs> Who the hell is this to me at 546 in the morning Crack a door in now I'm yawning And then he would be like What? <laughs> 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 I know what to say there, man. And that's then I funny. just
0: started, I would talk to him about my day sometimes. And it's cool, man. It's a very weird feeling it's to weird. see a little tiny human being that's dependent upon you. Yeah. It changes your perception of the world. Everything.
1: And it's also like all of us were that age. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's yeah. weird when I look at adults. I'm like, man, you were 14
0: months Yeah. Before, well, I, I talk about that all the time that yeah. I look at people as grown up babies now. Yeah. I used to look at people in a static state. Like I'd see an yes. 80-year-old dude. That's an 80-year-old dude. Right. That's how he is. How he's always been. Mm-hmm. No, he was a baby. Yes. And he became this guy. Yeah. And he had dreams and yeah. he
1: tried it and did it work. And did Yeah. It not. yeah I, I'm fascinated by people's stories.
0: Like, yeah. The shattered dreams and people with failed expectations are some of the saddest people you're ever going to meet. If they just, for whatever reason, it didn't work, they didn't figure it out, yeah. whatever mental block, whatever the problem was, they just never figured it out.
1: Yeah. And that's when those charlatans sneak in that pretend to be able to sell them.
0: All you got to do is, <laughs> what you got to do is push harder. <laughs> you got to dream big and you got to <laughs> set your goals oh God, this guy's speaking.
1: with to an me. easy
0: workshop. So Just we're going to have here, $1,300. Yeah.
1: We're going to have a workshop
0: and talk about it. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to clap. We're all going to join along. Clap together. Come yeah. on. Ugh. We're going to walk on coals. Hot coals barefoot. <laughs> Yes, that's how they get you, man. Yeah, the motivational speaking Ugh. marketplace is a saturated Ugh. cesspool of most people in it haven't accomplished jack shit. Yeah. Most of them. Most of them their accomplishment is that they're motivational speakers. Yeah. I yeah. know a comedian who is a terrible comedian. I know who you're yeah, thinking, thinking of. Who's doing it now. Yes, I and know. You're like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." Wait. Uh,
1: yes. I Cut know the that shit, dude. motherfucker. And when you meet him, uh, when you see him out, he's always flinchy a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's flinchy like, like a dude with a side family.
0: <laughs> 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 a no, dude with a side family. Why that so
1: flinchy? Oh, we had a side family. Okay, I get it. Bro. Oh, man, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I know that, cat. Good luck, man. Hope Good
0: it works luck. Out. Yeah, there's a lot of those guys out there listening to this. Cringing. I would
1: like to say <clears throat> I might have be responsible a little bit and, and this is very this is i'm literally this may not be true but okay. we, we did a show together a long time ago and it was a college gig and the college right. gigs they make you both do an hour right they don't know how to just go hey man you do a half right and so he was hotter as far as credits because he had you know mm-hmm. comedy central loved this guy and they were like um <clears throat> so he w- they were like, uh oh, when you go first, and I could see in his eyes. Like,
0: nah, death. And I
1: was like, it was like one of those quiet things where I go, you know how you go, I'm uh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy like this. this shit. Yeah, cause sometimes if it's somebody you like, you'll do yeah. all right, and then they come. And I was like, let me go ahead and just show this dude like what this could really be. And I <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it was <laughs> crack, crack, crack. Look, dude, look. 58 minutes, 59 minutes. Thank you, good night. Just left, you know. Gave gave (laughs) him a great intro whatever. Terrible. Like, I saw him reevaluate, and I think, I I feel like at that moment, he was like, yeah. There's got to be another method. Yeah, he probably had like
0: another two-year run. Like, you know, but that... I was at a vegan restaurant that I eat at occasionally, Uh and this dude was in there with all of these people that he works with. They meet together in this restaurant. Yeah, I saw him at a... Raw food spot before. Yeah. yeah, he came up to me oh when I was boy. with my daughter once, uh-huh. and he's like, "I'd just love to talk to you about a transformative experience that I've had. I really would love to get on your podcast, Mike." the fuck out of here, man! That's so funny, man. Just get a, it's a transformative experience. <laughs> okay, I believe you. Yeah, man. Hey, man. You know, good luck, Pe- people. People doing things. The, people are doing things, but there's a real problem with people that are just motivators. Yeah, that's all they're doing. Yeah. All you're doing is motivating, and there's a lot of them, man. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I'm always getting these fucking memes from people. I'm like, who's this guy? And then I'll go to his page. It's all filled with memes. Ugh. And then you know, like you look at it, they're like, he's a motivational speaker. Oh, Thank you're God. a motivational speaker. Well, what have you done? How do you, it's weird to be a motivational speaker who's never done a thing. Done a thing, yeah. Like you have to. Start a company or weird, become man. a yeah. something or, or life coaches. Same kind. Oh of yeah, thing, or same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really but, weird. But the weird thing is, some of them, like there are trainers that have never had professional fights, and they're great trainers. Ah, uh, okay. But mm-hmm. they have studied the game like so deeply, they understand all the various aspects of the game. Right. And then they become just really good at it. Mm-hmm. They become really good at coaching because they're right. like real legitimate analysts. Is that possible to do with life? Can you be a person who has never really accomplished much in terms of nothing creatively, mm. nothing, nothing like you're not some world champion dude. You're not some guy right. who's gone out there and accomplished great things. You're not like Sebastian Younger, a war journalist. You're not. Right. You're just some guy who's like, what you got to do is realize that you face fear <laughs> in the eyes. You tell fear. I think that's your where true they go wrong. nature of your soul. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: the approach, man. It's like they have. It, You can't tell people what they have to do. Yeah, but I feel like you like so. I feel like you're a bigger motivator than a motivational speaker because you motivate by example. But you just motivate by doing you. You see what I'm saying? Like that's more motivational than (laughs) telling people. I'm gonna tell you how I do what I do. It's like I don't want to. I just oh Joe did that. Oh that's dope. Then you know what I mean. So you go okay. Joe comes from comedy. Oh shit. Okay. All right, if he did, all right. I mean, what am I not doing? You know what I mean? Like right. to me, that's more motivational than that's how I feel. Coming about to my too. front
0: door, yeah, and uh, you know what I mean. But you know what, people are always looking for some sort of a, of course, a shortcut. You know, yeah, like someone is going to, and sometimes people can give you, like, I have, like, C.T. C. Fletcher, the who I had yesterday yeah. on the podcast, but he's a six time world champion powerlifter. Yeah. And, you know, when he talks about hard work and dedication and, you know, like, fuck your excuses, <laughs> like, you're like, okay, fuck my excuses. <laughs> right, like, right. it makes sense, right, you know, like, right. you believe him but i think there's a lot of people out there that want to be that guy but they don't want to do that kind of work they don't want to yeah. accomplish some great task before they go out and do this all this motivational stuff right right they right. want to you know, first of all, they want that hippie pussy. That's what they want. <laughs> what if that's what they what a best, the secret? <laughs> that's what they want. That's what a lot of it is. You want those girls who are trying wow. to improve themselves. Well, I'm just trying to be more spiritual. Me too. Vulnerable pussy. Yeah. Vulnerable pussy. It's not just vulnerable, it's seeking. Seeking I'm Seeking. Oh. Like yoga girls. Dude, yoga girls. There are so many freaks in, in the yoga community. You know? Never. you know what's so funny? I'm so. <laughs>
1: I'm so uh, above board. Like, I've gone, I go to yoga, and I do my, my thing, and then I'll, I'll look, but I'm like, I don't even know how to make this my spot. You know what I mean? Like, some, right. some guys, yeah, let's go to yoga. Like, they, they know. Because I, I heard one of my, my yoga teachers hit on a student, and Ooh. the line was so lame. He said, um, I feel like I've practiced um what did he say? What, was the, what, what are you always trying to reach um, in yoga? Whatever that shit is. I feel, like, I feel like I've practiced something, something, something with you before. And she goes, yeah, Ooh. it does feel like that. It was, it was the standard line, line. It was so terrible. They started talking. He had his hair and shit. And I was like, there it is. That's, I could never... That's not my thing, man. But yeah, yoga is... Yeah, when well, people it. talk about the practice. Yeah. And
0: they say, that was an amazing practice.
1: I can't talk to you! Yes, yes. I feel like I've practiced... I forgot what he said. I, I just wanted mm. to... But I'm not a cock blocker. I feel like nothing, but practiced i practiced Shavasana It was with you. something like that. Something. On, a, on a on a mat before in, a, in a the in
0: how, As- 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 how do you say that? I, oh yeah, what is it? As- 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 what's the
1: word? As- 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 I just take As- the class. I don't know. Yeah, man. You know. But yeah, we it's, did it's this good. thing. How Me, long, how much
0: often do you go? Once a the once a week thing, or when do you? Do yeah, I try to keep it. No more than well, no less than once a week. But mm-hmm. I, I, I fucked up since I did uh, sober October. We had fifteen classes that we had to do in a month. Did you? I tell you about this. Me, Tom Segura, Bert Kreischer, and Shafir. Wow. We made a, an agreement: no pot, uh-huh. no booze. Uh-huh. Fifteen hot yoga classes, ninety minute hot yoga classes in a month. <clears throat> it was rough, but it broke me. It broke me in terms of my enthusiasm for <laughs> yoga. <laughs> I'm like, enough, because what really broke me was not just the 15 classes. I could have yeah. done that, but I did nine in a row to end it. Why? I That's just I, I, I had some days after that, too, that I could have, but I was like, no, I'm going to burn this shit out. I'm just going to bang it out nine in a row. I was going Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Amazing. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ah. But when it, was on, when it was over, it felt good. I felt yeah, like it felt good, right? It. I did it. When um, Russell Simmons
1: gave me a month free at his Tantra's yoga spot. When oh, he, wait, he does no.
0: tantric yoga? Tantris. 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 Yeah. What's that? I What's the know. difference? I think I I tantric is where you hold your comeback, right? You <laughs> squeeze your dick hole. sex? You're like, get that. Now you last longer. <gasps> There's dudes that do that all day. They just, at their break job, your nose. they squeeze their, their dick muscle, like... <laughs> <laughs> That's like the weakest muscle I have in my body. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, if, if you just the squeeze, yes. the hold the comeback muscle. Like, use that right now. Just try to punch so that, that down right now. Right now. Ready? Go. That feels so spongy <laughs> yeah. and weak. Like if I have to squeeze my arms, like my choke muscles, like yeah, you could do that. I feel like I could choke the fuck out of somebody right now. Yeah, but like choke my own dick with my inner <laughs> with my inner dick muscles, like <laughs> this, is, this is nothing. It's like I'm so tired, I'm so weak. <laughs> Jesus, don't move, don't move. <laughs> Those muscles have zero conditioning. I remember somebody told me. <laughs>
1: You know how you do dumb <laughs> shit. Like I don't know if you ever did this, but somebody told me if you press on that area like really hard, right. for a couple of seconds, like it won't do it, right. Then you won't come. And I tried that shit before. It w- didn't work. Garden hose. It, like, it you had it had came a out garden out, hose. Right, it came out you're basically more.
0: choking out your dick. You're choking it out. You gotta just like get a gable grip and go down there and just like, smash <laughs> the base of your dick. Like you're
1: <laughs> I just, I just come and apologize.
0: <laughs> It's like, hey, I got what I wanted. I'm sorry, man. Give me 20 minutes. Well, we were reading about male Kegels once. Oh, Like, male Kegels, and I'm like, listen, I don't hear what anybody says. This is to tighten up your butthole for butt sex. But they're not talking about that. They're, like, sort of dancing around that. Like, all the benefits of male Kegels. Like, you can control your bowels better. Control your bowels better. That's the right. What what do you mean better? Like, who's out of... I mean, it's one thing you got diarrhea, but regular control of the bowels is pretty much 100%. it's out. It's coming out. I know what I'm
1: doing. It's fantastic. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, you know what's crazy? So, uh, this is nasty, but... so I'm my only child right so growing up like shit would happen to me and I would just be like well what, what the fuck is that so when I take like really good shits like I cry like out of one eye for some reason and I'm like why is this happening so but this is this is when it worked in my advantage my son something he was doing something and me and my wife couldn't figure it out and then his one tear was I go I go oh he's taking a shit he gets that from me like, wow. and it was it was accurate he had to shit and something was going on and so then we helped him and adjusted him and I, I my wife if she watched she watched it she'll find out about she does not know that about me just now What I just now she about. knows but I, that's how I was able to crack that mystery because everything is a mystery right. and I go what's he doing he was just sitting there but he had this look on his face and then like <laughs> one see came out I go holy shit <laughs> I just passed that on to my feet <laughs> oh
0: that's so crazy
1: Yeah. What a random thing. Isn't that a random thing, man? Like, it's so crazy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's so strange. Yeah, it's so crazy, man. It's weird how the the body works. Like, sometimes I'll just be driving down the street and a tear will roll down my cheek. I'm like, I'm not even sad. Yeah. I'm not happy. I'm not sad. Why am I crying? It just comes down. Sometimes it's just leaking.
1: Right. It's amazing. Man, you know what else my body does? (laughs) (laughs) If I'm in a room and I'm supposed to be awake, you ever get, like, sleepy sometimes? Yeah. If I get sleepy, my dick will get hard. <laughs> it's like it's like my dick is on lookout. <laughs> like my dick is like I, I got it. Well, oh, he's here. not you, paying to attention. Like, just
0: look around, right, you're taking the that Right, you take it area. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so sometimes I'll be in writers' rooms and I get sleepy, and my dick will start getting hard. I go, oh fuck! So then I'll try to go to the bathroom to throw board on my face. But now I'm slightly like erect, getting up. So I'm making uh, sure nobody's looking at me. Right. Like, like some freak, yeah, yeah. So I'm like always, and they're always pulling my shit down. But
0: isn't that funny? It's like everybody thing. knows you get an erection. Yeah. Everybody knows you get erections. Yeah, right. But. If they you get an erection near them, like, what the fuck is I going <laughs> on over here? Like, whoops. I know. I had a boner, sorry. Sorry, it's human nature. Yeah, you but know. you can't especially in a mixed company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially today. Nah, you can't today, do you that today, man. Just think about all the sexual harassment that people just sort of like that was their the way they behaved. Yeah. In yeah. the office. That was their thing. And now you now you can't do it that was anymore. Why they went to the
1: office? Like they couldn't yeah. wait to get to work to yeah. chase whomever was there. Pinch the secretary on a yeah. butt. And. I mean, it's you know, my mom had a, a thing like that when I was a kid. I didn't understand it, but somebody was you know she needed the job. So what I will say to you know, um, women watching what my mom did is she just kept elaborate notes. So that – because she knew it was going to be his word against hers. Right. And, you know, predators don't keep notes, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't keep notes. So right. my mom, mom was like, October 8th, da 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 October da da, da 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 They, you know, she was protected. And so – Wow. You know, just don't try to go off memory like that, you know, if, if the, the shit even,
0: the, even if you keep notes, man, it's still you against them. Yeah, it still is. But Especially back if they the boss back then. Like,
1: whoa, but still. once you, Because that's how – who – I think who had somebody else had no the Weinstein thing. <laughs> somebody kept like notes, mm. and that's why I mean because you when you have a lot of money, you can definitely litigate it. Like I'm sue and da da da. Right. But when somebody you know, and I think all his legal team looked at it, they were like, "You better go to Europe for some deep counseling." Because yeah, deep, however, they you know.
0: Europe counseling is a different
1: level <laughs> that's the, I have to leave this continent <laughs> right, right, right. to get my head on straight I'm gonna stay
0: over here yeah Still have to be able to do that is crazy well like if you look at like the Kevin Spacey thing like that yeah. that's how he would run a set Apparently, he'd be on the set and he'd just be grabbing dicks on the set. Are you serious? Yeah, that's what they're all saying. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's the truth, but all the people in the House of Cards set. This is what all the complaints are coming out was that he would like grab guys' dicks that were taken in places, and he'd have like a PA that had to take him somewhere. He'd reach in his pants and grab his dick. He was just a dick grabber. grabber. (laughs) He grabbed um, whose dick was it that he grabbed? Like some famous dude, Uh, Richard Dreyfus. He grabbed his son's dick. In, with him in the room. Oh, uh, he was just a crazy dick grabber. Just a maniac. That's crazy. Just drunk dick grabbing uh, off, off the reservation. Fuck. Dude. And I think this is their social environment as well as their working environment, yeah. right? They're constantly around all these people and yeah. they're they're in this king role.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like if
0: you're a star of a show that you're the executive producer of and yeah. it's a giant hit for Netflix and you're the king. I'm Frank Underwood, the the king of House of Cards, and all the people rely on you for their jobs. This is one of the things they're saying about House of Cards: is that two thousand people could be out of a job. Exactly, which is crazy. Yeah. So this guy was like at the epicenter; like he was the the king. Of two thousand people, yeah. so he would show up at work and he would like, "Where's I'm my bagel?" Yeah, it's ego. <laughs> <No>, you <laughs> grab your dick. <laughs> 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 I'm the king, you know. And I think that is like natural male predatory behavior. Yeah, when a, I think when a man gets into a position where he's the king and all these people sire, maybe we get yeah. you something, sire. Like yeah. if you're on a set and you're like the big star, yeah. and all these people are stumbling around, sire. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe we get you something, sire. Yeah. Like you start thinking like a king. Yeah. Like if you're Harvey Weinstein, like think about all the people that covered up for him. Yeah, he had it written in his contract. That
1: was crazy. I mean, but also just think of that work ethic, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why just to work that hard? And then yeah. the part that trips me out is when people would show up to the victims and go, "Tell me everything. Tell yeah, me. we're gonna we're gonna take him down." And, and those people what? were investigators yeah. for him. Yeah, then they yeah. go, "I work for Weinstein, bitch." Like, yeah, it was like you better not you know how fucked up that has to have you walking around in the world? Yeah. But they're predators, man, and they look for, like, you, you know, it's this weird shit, but it's like if you, you know, they had like a parent or somebody going, baby, do you think it's safe to, you know, meet with them at three in the morning? And they were like, mama, it's cool. Uh, it's going to be fine. Trust me. Why don't you trust me? You know, and then when something happens, they feel like they can't say anything because mm-hmm. they don't want the I told you so or they don't want to well, whatever it is, and then that that moment can turn into two weeks, and I say nothing. A year, six months. Then you're living. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And so that's how it can happen. Where you're just so embarrassed. You know what I mean? And you, or you don't want to embarrass or hurt other people. Sometimes, sometimes people don't say anything because they don't want to make their parents feel right. A type of way. You know?
0: Yeah. There's a and, lot of <clears throat> a lot of women that have been rape victims. That the the yeah. stigma of being a rape victim. <clears throat> Excuse me. Publicly is uh, <laughs> is so hard. It's so terrifying. It's so man, terrifying that they don't even. They, they're like, I'll just let it slide. It's and it's it's like, man, it's horrible. Yeah. It's,
1: um, I mean, so I'm I'm personally I'm happy that people are finally speaking you know, coming out because it's, it's, it's a lot of jobs opening up. <laughs> no, no, but that. I'm really happy that people are finding that courage to just, you know, speak that truth. And hope, we'll see what happens on the other side of it. Will we be a healthier society?
0: Well, I've been saying this for a while that I think that eventually we're going to get to a point where we could read each other's minds. I really think mm. that that's on the on the horizon. I think mm. it's just a matter of time before no one can ever do anything like that ever again. Oh, and yeah. I think that's what you're seeing now. With, like, this Harvey Weinstein shit and the Kevin yeah. Spacey shit and all this other stuff. I mean, you see varying degrees of it. Some of them seem pretty innocuous. Like, Al Franken just likes to grab butts when he takes pictures. <laughs> like, eh, not the best practice, right, but not the right. worst thing in the world. And, right. But I think we're going to get to a point where all of this is looked back on, like, wearing powdered wigs or slavery or oh. any crazy old shit that we just don't tolerate anymore. Right. Just nutty behavior that you just can't do anymore. Yeah. I think we're going to get to a point where... You're going to be able to talk to someone and you're going to be able to see what's going on in their head And you you would have to be a real piece of shit to right. victimize them because you're going to get to see what their exact feeling Oh, you just need this job. Right. You're not really attracted to me. Right. Like, you don't like me at all right. like, You just need this job, but you might let me jerk off on you, right? If you keep this job Because oh, okay, this is gross. Hilarious I gotta stop. Here. You know, what's interesting too. I think
1: this is a direct reaction to us not communicating with one another You know what I mean? Yeah. Today, like today, like everything is text. Like my boys Mm -hmm. that are single, they you know, they they getting girls through text. Like, have you talked to her yet? Nah, but she's sending me like all is the thumbs. So you're not really Yeah, and everything can be taken out of context, what have you. But when you but yeah, it is getting to the place where you're going to have to be really clear with your intentions. Like a You're going to be dude, able to see
0: it. You're going to be able to see, see it, intentions yeah. on people. Oh, wow. You know, another wow. thing I think that is ridiculous, yeah. and I'm not pro-prostitution, but right. I think it should be legal. And I think if it was legal, yeah. you would have way less of this going on. Oh, yeah. Way oh, less. Oh, yeah. Because that's what it is, right? It's just that yeah. release and people need well, to... Well, it's craziness. It's forbidden shit. There's, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of factors going on. But I think one of the things that would change is that people that want... Like, ugly dudes like Harvey Weinstein who just want sex. Yeah, you can just go get it. But I think for him, it's like a power thing, too. Definitely. I mean, he was banging all those really hot, like, famous chicks. Yeah, and- this drug dealer told me a long time ago, it was
1: two things. He was talking about men. It says, two things men understand, ass-whooping or secret. And if you can't whip their ass, you better get a secret. <laughs> 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 so, and that's, uh, you know, I feel like Harvey doing that shit to a lot of people because, they became huge stars, right? Yeah, There's yeah. no reason for them to ever have to respect him again. You know yeah. what I mean? But he was like, yeah, but you
0: you know what this is. You know, take my... Whatever, whatever his Well, that's what apparently was. he he would negotiate it into deals. Yeah. He would say, if you fuck me, you'll get more lines, you'll get parts, you'll get this, you'll get that. And so it's like... I mean, but that
1: is like... My man, he was like, so what? when do you know your worth, right? And when do mm-hmm. you know, well, if you... You know what I mean? I'm good. I don't need this here. i yeah. over here. Or I've already, the work I've already done, like my, my last work paid for all this shit. Right. Like, where are you getting your money? You're getting your money from something I did. Right. You know what I mean? Like instead of thinking about it like, oh, you can give me more money. Mm-hmm. It's like you sitting on this, you got this suite from my performance. You know what I mean? Like Right. This dude wrote it. You didn't do shit. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you literally just came up with this the money. guy wrote it, this guy shot it. Yeah, yeah You mean well,
0: that's what's interesting, is like he's not the creative guy at all. No. No. He's just the money guy that fucks the women. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird, man. And, and it's uh, weird how long you got away with it for. For decade after decade after decade.
1: It's is crazy, man. It's almost like deflating like every person that you look
0: at. You know,
1: mm-hmm. like, oh man That person like, You know what oh, shocked man.
0: me The most about Matt Lauer That motherfucker Was making $20 million 25! a year 25 25
1: I heard it was 25 I heard 20, 28? 20 oh, Jesus, yeah, 28 Jesus Can to, I get 30 And they had to pay him
0: They had to pay they him They had to pay him out They yeah, had to pay him out His contract they said, I was just reading They don't know if it's going to be uh, Finished through his 2018 contract But he also was getting flown uh, Helicopter
1: rides To his like Hampton's house Daily Whoa. So he could spend more time With his family or something Whoa in between, damn, Matt Lauer. That well, Wonder what happened. All them, all those cats get paid out though. Yeah. How much did Charlie Rose get when he had to step out?
0: Did he get paid out? I but he was on so. PBS. Probably wasn't getting paid. O'Reilly got a lot of extra money, right? O'Reilly got a well, lot. Well, O'Reilly money. paid thirty-five 30 million dollars in a sexual harassment settlement. What? Like, what the fuck could you have possibly done? <laughs> Just think about it fact like, okay, okay, if I give you thirty-five million, you shut the fuck up. Like, thirty-five million is a J Lo
1: house. Hold up, do This is fucked up. But that victim should be a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> like, that victim should motivate
0: yeah. to talk to other victims. Well, what on I how did was paid. first yeah. thing I did was I limped around. Them. <laughs> I, I pretended I couldn't walk good, and I, I was getting nervous. I'd have to sit down. Thirty-five. I appeared mil, vulnerable.
1: It worked out. Yeah. Oh, that's.
0: I mean, that's I wonder what up. he did. I mean, it was just one. I mean, another one. I think he paid a twelve. There was like several different ones that he had to pay off. Like this guy was on a rampage for he, years
1: and years. Yeah, he's a trick man. He's in, on on the streets. He's a trick that pays well. He's a uh, house money thirty five million. Thirty five. Come on, man.
0: And everybody I already knows you're a freak. Yeah. So it's
1: like you wasted thirty five million. Like well, everybody knows you're a freak. Yeah. And so who do we... Where do you start? Like, is it the platform? Who who gave him the platform?
0: And that guy... <coughs> well, you know. I think it's a bunch of things. But one of the things that I think it is, is mm. that that world is so sexually charged. All the men are like these powerful, wealthy men. And all mm. the women are hot as fuck. And they all have right. short skirts on. And they're all talking about like... Like American values, <laughs> and it's all conservative values. It's all super suppressed and right. behind closed doors. That's button yeah. popping and fucking, and yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. it's crazy <laughs> snorting okay, coke right, off right. pussy lips. Yeah. Like woo,
1: That's yeah, America. You know, <laughs> big hypocrisy. That's uh, we're so, so puritanical too, though, man. Yeah, like, they don't teach, but they don't teach sex education, like. To younger kids it's never cool to talk about this shit. no so
0: there's definitely that but it's also the suppression the yeah. ones that are like super religious super suppressed yeah like those are the ones that have this they have a need for an outlet of know? course
1: yes yeah and i feel like it's it, it's
0: equal yeah. right so the amount that you put out you equally <coughs> yeah. have to, right you know what i mean like it's, that uh who was that guy the senator or congressman who the fuck it was it just got busted like uh, having, se- he was a anti-gay. Oh yeah, and it yeah. turns out he was he got busted having sex with a dude in his office. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, there you go. Inappropriate behavior. Yeah. They called it. Yeah, and they, they which had which was a- very convenient. They had to give him the X. There he is. Anti-LGBTQ oh. lawmaker resigns over a gay sex scandal. Woo. Republican. Uh, state Ohio State Representative. Wesley. Oh, Wesley. Wesley Goodman. He may have also previously assaulted an 18 year old. Uh, mm. May have. Assaulted. Yeah. Is it like Kevin Spacey type assault? Like dick grabbing? No, the word assault is getting so weird. strong, man. Your, words violent, Your words are violent, Owen. Your words are violent. I didn't touch you. I no, no, subject. no. Your words are
1: violence <laughs>
0: okay.
1: That's what comedy's had it. Yeah.
0: I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I know. There's certain, there's certain taboos now that just breaching them on stage, you see people say, huh? are you allowed? Well, you know, yeah,
1: I wish they did that Like on, with comedy tickets. Like I understand when you buy a baseball ticket, the back is like an agreement that if you get hit with the ball, you, you ain't going to sue. Like, is that what it is? Yeah, like you, you wow. agree that if, if some debris hits you, Hey man, it's, it's a part of the experience, right? <laughs> and uh, they, they need to have comedy clubs. Like, if yeah. your feelings get hurt, like you've already agreed to experience, yep. you know, a performance. You know, yeah. it's going to affect you. I don't know how it's going to land on you, but well, for what you I to think is really important. About it or,
0: you got to ban people that interrupt, mm-hmm. like especially like bad hecklers that interrupt. Yeah. Like, there's hecklers sometimes, man. Can like you're you're setting up like for a special. You're getting ready. They can fuck up the flow of a bit uh, for weeks.
1: Always, and they, they it seems like they, it seems like they always come out when you're setting up for something. Of course, right? When of you course. ain't setting up for nothing, you just you just rocking. <clears throat> yeah, perfect. I, I
0: gotta I gotta lay this down. I, here they come. You. And the moral arbiters of what you're allowed to say uh, and not say, it's like, and you don't even understand where this is going. Like, no. you're not even allowing this bit to take its full, like, at the end, it'll be vindicated. Just yes. let, it, let it let it play out. Let it play out. Trust me. Yeah. At the <laughs> end, I'm the piece of shit. Just yes. trust me. Trust me. Gotta, Everyone wins. Yeah. But that's a weird thing about live performance. That's what makes it so exciting. Yes. That you are there to catch debris occasionally. Yes. You know? Like yeah. you will be, a tire will fall off one of them NASCAR things and launch into the crowd. <laughs> right, right. Now. Yeah, but it's it's a, I don't know, man. You got to keep swinging that bat, though. You got to
1: keep pushing it.
0: Yeah. Well, all, also the real terrifying thing for me is the throwing away the material and then redoing your whole act every two years. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the real terrifying thing. It's really about, for me, it's about a year and a half, it yeah. seems like lately. That's my schedule. Okay. And at a year and a half, it's like, oh, Yeah. Like, right now, I'm super nervous because I'm like a couple months out, yeah. and then once I film, I'm fucked. Uh, I don't have anything. Like I just figured out how to make these bits all work good. I know. And it's exciting, <laughs> right? It's like, I could ride this for five years? No,
1: yeah. But the, but the I think days. it's healthier though. Oh but, it's way healthier. But it is like but what you're talking about too is something that I've gone through. It's like the older you get, the less you the less you're your your, the, your faith isn't as strong. Like when you're young, you I know I'm gonna come up with more shit.
0: Something's gonna happen. Me, I think my faith is better now than it yeah. was before. Okay, but it's, I work harder at it now. Yeah, it's yeah. like to me, it's the it's directly proportional. Like how much time I'm actually spend writing yes. and working on new shit and you trying know. out new shit. Yeah, versus like whether or not I think I could do it again. Yeah, you know, like if if as long as you're paying attention, there's always subject. I feel like subjects too are essentially like scaffolding. Yes, and once you have the scaffolding, then mm-hmm. you got to fill it Can up build. with. Jokes and build that's on it. That's the fun part too.
1: Like and then yeah. I like I love the work, man. And it's so like I'm at a place where I, I love it even more now than when I first started. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just a blind love for just how it made me feel. But now I really like getting in there and trying to like Yeah take it places and it's so exciting to me, man. And it's like I'm I'm so I feel so present and awake, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I'm on stage and I just I'm excited about it. But it, it is true, though. Like, um, if, if I wish that this was all I could focus on, you know what I mean? Like right. This and my family. That's all I want to do is stand up in family. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why it, <laughs> it is so
0: exciting is because it's just slightly out of your reach. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's obviously right. within your reach talent wise. Yeah. But just like you still have this writing job. You're still Yeah, this. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. It's, it's there. But the, the reason why I, I I never intended to be a, a TV writer. Um, I didn't even know that was a job. You know what I mean? Like, I went one day on the set. Uh, a, a friend of mine became—he was a comic and then became showrunner of Everybody Hates Chris—and he uh called me out the blue and said, "Hey, man, you want to come read lines with Chris?" And I was like, "Yeah." So I went on set, and the job was to be his voice because it was a voiceover show. Everybody, so I was his voice. For the actors, to, for the pacing. Mm-hmm. So I'd be off on the side. My mother always said, like, I would just be reading. With, and uh, then I was like, oh, this is cool. This is. I was like, this is like the best acting class because I'm seeing. Because at the time, I was also like acting classes and doing all of that stuff. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm seeing what it's like on set how to act. Because I will watch co stars come in and just crumble because it's not act. It's not a safe acting class. Like when you're acting on set, there's a there's a boom guy that don't give a fuck. There's a guy rolling (laughs) up cable. There's a guy eating sand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You have to like know how to find it in these raw environments. So I used to watch that and, but. Because I'm a comedian first, when they would run lines, I would hear stuff that could be funnier, and I would just write it on my script. But I wouldn't say anything. I knew better than to try to say something. And then one day, showrunner, his name's Ali, he goes, uh, hey, man, this scene ain't working. You got anything? And I was like, do I? Yeah. uh, She should (laughs) say this. It was just, I just wanted to make it better. And then uh, he laughed. And then he threw the line in and she laughed and then they did it and the whole crew laughed and then they recorded it and i was like oh that's cool and i didn't even think like oh that was great i was just like yeah that's what it should have been like right and then um chris rock came up and he was like fuck that you say this and change it and they laugh then i was like i got another one and that was the first time i'd ever seen chris like in person this day like i got another one i give it to him they throw it in they laugh louder chris was like you say this gave him they laugh but not as loud didn't know i probably should have shut up <laughs> i had another one because i was like if i if chris would like me this would be great you know that kind right of right shit. right right so i was like this when they laugh they do it they laugh loud chris goes i got nothing i'm like yeah you know and so then at the end I, I, everyone's in line shaking chris's hand when i shake his hand he puts his uh like does the elbow thing he goes what's up nigga i'm like Chris Rock called me, nigga. <laughs> he liked you. I was so happy. I was like, "Hey!" And then I went on a dumb plane and did like a college gig or whatever, and came back. And so then that that grew into me doing what they call punch up writing. But I didn't I didn't know any. I didn't know any. I just I enjoyed helping them make the show funnier. Right. That was that's like my like if I hear something, I go, "Oh, that's dope." Go further, you know. That's kind of always been my nature. And I had this old one time. This older black dude was at the store, and he said, "Stop helping other people get better. Keep that shit for yourself." And I was like, "All right." Who said that? I can't remember. But he just—it's like he came out the shadows and just said it to me. Because wow. when cast would get off stage, I'd be like, "Oh man, you should do this and that." And then I would go do my work. I, like I'm not—I'm not doing that. So, I'm, but whatever you're doing, I go—I could hear it. I go, "Oh man, maybe go here. That'd be dope." Some people will listen, and they, and some people have amazing careers, and some people are like. Right. And then I started figuring out, oh, they don't want me to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. And then I, I did eventually just stop saying stuff. Like, right. it just kind of just, it kind of folds away. But I I used to be, I was like, a, I used to just love hearing what people were trying to do and then go,
0: hey, man. Well, sometimes I someone on the outside can see it better than you can. Yeah.
1: And I wasn't annoying. Like, I wasn't like, but i was like, oh, man,
0: that thing, maybe this.
1: And if they laughed, it was cool. And I literally didn't think about it again. Like, I wouldn't even remember. You right, know? right. And then, uh, so that evolved into me like. they they used to let me rewrite scenes on set because that was just the way this particular showrunner worked. His whole philosophy was funniest wins and, you know, if you got it, you got it. And then, uh, so he would bring stuff in from the writer's room, which I was rarely in because I wasn't a writer at that time. And then when they would put it on its feet... We could hear how certain people couldn't say they they was they would sound funny or saying a different word mm-hmm. or maybe it should just take a different turn. And we were kind of on the same. So he would let me rewrite. And uh, that grew into then I found out about writing and like there's a writer's guild and, uh, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'd like to see what it's about. Why not? But I didn't get a writer's job until years later. But I, had a, I had a, went through a bad breakup here, and I wanted to go to New York. You know what them breakups oh. that make you want to change zip codes? <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to—I was so naive. I go, I'm going to write on Conan. So I started, like, sending—because this is when he was in New York. I didn't hear anything. I ended up having to be here for, like, another two years. And then after I gave up that dream of wanting to just get a writing job in New York so I could live in New York, I ended up getting a writing job in Stanford, Connecticut and I took it. It was my first writer's guild job but I moved to Harlem and so I would work on set all day and then race down to the cellar and perform at the cellar. So oh, wow. I was living a life that I always wanted to do at 20 but I was afraid to move to New York uh, at 20 because I didn't think I could afford it for some reason. I'm, so I lived in Chicago and then I moved to L.A. For some reason I felt like I could do <laughs> those towns but um so I was living in Harlem and I was a comedian and, and I would write during the day. Didn't, I didn't even like think of it as a thing. And then that grew into, oh, I, oh, I'm pretty good at this. I know what this should look like. I know how to tell a story. I know, you know what I mean? And when then, did you start coming around the store? I came around the store on Everybody Hates Christopher. I came out the first time in the 90s. Wow. Uh, spring break, 1994, me... Uh, Sonny, uh, I can't think of her last name, but she's on the View now. Uh, the the um, she's one of the ladies on the View. Sonny, okay. uh, we were all in a we all went to Notre Dame. She went to Notre Dame Law School. Uh, me, my boy Floyd, he pretended to be my manager. We we were all in this. <laughs> we all did this play, Raising in the Sun, and then for spring break we all came out together. And I went to all the comedy clubs because I was doing comedy at Notre Dame, and he pretended to be my manager. And I got up. On like some some black rooms, I got to do stand up there, and we went to all the comedy clubs, and everybody was nice to us. Like I'm a comedian visiting from the Midwest, can I just check out the room? Yeah, come on in. Went into the Laugh Factory. Oh, this is shiny as fuck. Okay, this is cool, nice, nice. Went to the Improv, they let me in. Okay, cool. Come to the Comedy Store. A dude named Chewy is standing. I remember Chewy, front. and I go, hey man. And some people, he was so intimidating. He made me lose the bass in my voice. So I was like, hey, man, I want to just go in. And he was like, do you know how many motherfuckers say they're a comedian? And, like, he chewed me out. And it scared me from the store. And I was I was like, yo! Like, everybody else was showing such. I was not expecting it, right? right and right. I was just like, who is this dude? I don't want to get in there. God damn. So... I stayed away from the store. She so scared I, you off. Scared me off, dude. <laughs> scared me off like so he's much. he's the so, nicest like, guy once you get to know him. Yeah, but so much so, like almost, I put like a vendetta in my head against this dude. Like, <laughs> oh, that's oh, hilarious. pushed this dude in traffic. You know how strong you are, how close you are to the street. Like, I was really like angry. <laughs> and uh, I just walked away, and I was like, "Fuck this guy! Fuck this place!" <sighs> and then um, I uh, didn't move out until 2000, right? And uh, I, I was doing a lot of commercials in Chicago, right? And I booked 10 national commercials for Blockbuster Music or something. it was me and this dude named J.T. Jagodowski, I think his name is. He is one of the Sonics guys, those Sonics, those Sonics commercials. Okay. Uh, he's one of those guys, and we did 10 of them. I was getting paid twice cuz they were using my hands too. It was like a video game spot. So I was a hand model getting paid and then my face was imposed on one of my thumbs and his was on another thumb when he did it. And so I thought I was going to make a lot of uh and it was supposed to air during the Super Bowl, the 2000 Super Bowl. And then I booked and then I did radio to promote a show and they offered me the guy, the program director liked my voice and offered me a radio gig. He was like, "Yo, you want to do the morning radio here?" And I, te- I did a test run for like a couple of weeks and it did really well. And out of nowhere I get a call from Don Buckwald, uh, Howard Stern. I don't know if he's still Howard Stern's agent, but he was like, Owen, Don Buckwald, we know. Let me negotiate your deal. <laughs> and I wow. was like, what? I was like, all right. and so, so you
0: figured you were going to be a big-time morning DJ morning guy. Morning
1: DJ guy. And I did not oh, want to be a local a, celebrity at all. Like, I had no I That's not a go from, to go-to-bed-at-8 o'clock gig, too. I know. And wake up at 4. And, and yeah. so that's what I did. I did that for two weeks. And my body felt paralyzed. But, but my numbers mm. were really good, apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to meet with this dude named j something. And he was like, oh, and your numbers are great. Uh, just don't say this word so much. And then I was like,
0: ugh. Oh. I, was, I was
1: already like, ugh. So then this guy calls me. And I go, all right, man. I said, I want 250000 And he was like, what? And this is right when I think Clear Channel, somebody was buying up all the radio stations. So base salary was maybe sixty, something like that. And I was like, I don't know. So I, I just said, I was like, because I had these commercials coming. So I go, I want 250000 He was like, all right, let me see what I could do. So I was supposed to come out here for Y2K. I was supposed to come out here before the ball dropped, you know, 1999. Right. But I had to stay an extra like f- six weeks, no, maybe four weeks while they negotiate. So every, like, every Friday, Don would call me, Owen, we got it up to 120. Nope. <laughs> Owen. <laughs> we,
0: this is arrogant 26-year-old me. I, love it. I Owen, love it.
1: Owen, we got it up to 180. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met this man. That's I still, amazing. I wouldn't know him if he passed me in the street. Wow. Owen. We got it up to 220. With your remote, you'll make your 250. where you just take the gig? No one, no one has ever gotten this before. That's I amazing. Like, nope. <laughs> 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 I hung up my I dumb, that. hung up my dumb flip phone at the time, and uh, did you
0: have a razor phone?
1: Yeah, some dumb flip, some stupid, thing. and then I hung it up. And uh, he was like, "All right, I think." And he was like, "All right, good luck." And I hung up like that.
0: And I wasn't like an asshole. So you walked away from a two hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year gig.
1: radio gig,
0: plus remotes. You would have made a quarter million dollars million a year in nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen
1: ninety nine. Jesus, walked man. walked away, and it was. It was already New Year because I drove out here in my nineteen ninety one gray Honda Accord, uh, drove through the southern route from Chicago, and stopped at Grand Canyon yelled in there I'm gonna be famous famous I'm gonna make it all that shit
0: <laughs> and then <laughs>
1: dro- drove out pulled in and the copywriters from because it was a Viacom spot from the 10 national commercials that I did called me and said uh hey man we got some bad news there was in-house legal dispute in Viacom between your spots and these spots called thumb wars and so we're not there's aired already, so we're not gonna be airing your spots. But um Ooh, we, so we, already, we already money. edited a few, so we'll send them to you.
0: Ooh. so I had like
1: I just had the session fee. So the commercial money I was banking Ooh. on I had nothing to be. So I went from thinking I was gonna at least have, you know, Super Bowls, ten national spots. Right. And in the Super Bowl, at that time when commercials actually paid. Right. I I was counting pre-counting money. And uh, I thought I was going to at least make a quarter of a million that year, at least. And then uh, nothing. So then I, I ended up sleeping on my boy's air mattress, uh, Preacher Moss. Shout out to Preach. Did you yeah. ever
0: think about calling them back for the radio gig?
1: No. No. Wow. No. Good for I, you. I never, I never. Yeah, it was like, I was like, I, I didn't want to be a local. I was, my, my reasoning was, if you're offering me a radio gig at 26, I can get a radio gig at 56. Like, it's a voice. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, wow. That was my thinking at the time. My 26-year-old thinking. And then, um, so no, because I, I didn't want to go back. I, I, I felt like I had done everything I could do. In Chicago, right? Because like when shows were coming, I would get like a co-star on it. So I was like, I'm there come was a see. few
0: dudes that tried to make it out of like those local mark. Like remember Man Cow? Yeah, in the morning. Yeah, Man yeah. Cow in the morning. Yeah, he was yeah. a Chicago guy, yep. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then him and Howard Stern have that crazy beef, and yeah. Howard Stern went Howard after Stern, him. Yeah,
1: Howard Stern lapped him. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. but he was like a guy who was like a, a Chicago guy that was sort of bleeding out into other markets, yep. and then it all went away.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So when I came out. I was sleeping on the air mattress. Got some pussy on it. <laughs> Whoa, and, that's um, strong. It was consensual. And when you can get
0: uh, some sex on an air mattress, and a girl uh, likes was, you that much. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's like almost like
1: futon sex. Fantastic. It, was, it but yeah, it was. I told her I was. I was funny. I was like, "This is like a poor man's waterbed." And you so crazy, you know. Right. Man, you know whatever. But uh, I was there for eighteen months, man. And I would drive up and go to acting class and
0: acting and, class. And uh, boy, you and meet then, some crazy fucking people in acting class. Yeah. Huh? Oh my god.
1: Yeah, man. But it was, it was great. It was a great time, right, to just really, like, learn the art form at a different level and then just see who was out here. But I didn't fuck with the store. I was I would drive past it, and I, I was doing improv, you know, once every <laughs> two months in, like, just, like, coffee houses and stuff. And then um, it wasn't until I was on Everybody Hates Chris, and Chris Rock was doing uh, – that special where he performed in South Africa and mm-hmm. England. he was working on that. And he just said, I'm going to the store tonight. And I was like, yo, I want to come see it. I right, just come. I was like, cool. So I sat in the OR and I watched Chris go up. And at that time I was, I wasn't in, I'm still not in the laugh factory, but I did the improv and I would do the laugh factory on like chocolate Sundays or whatever. But the improv, it felt like you had to have your set already worked out. Like you couldn't fuck around, couldn't fuck around or, or and you couldn't really go outside the box of what a comedian is, and so when I was at the store, I saw a few comics go up before Chris, and I was like, "Oh shit, you could be an artist here!" Like that was my first instinct. Like, you can do whatever you think is your thing here. And then I saw Chris go up, and I was like, "I have to get in here." Like it was, I was like, "I, I got whatever. I got. I got to do it. I got to get." Chewie in Chewie wasn't around then. Chewie
0: it? wasn't around, then. and God. then
1: I saw. So then check this out. Uh, so then I started coming down on Sunday and Monday, and Tommy was doing it at the time and I would listen to Tommy talk and stuff and what blew me away about Tommy was I had never met a person who ran a comedy club who knew that much about comedians and who was that passionate about comedy like i didn't i didn 't know him from anything i just I just never all the funny bones that I had worked, nobody gave a fuck <laughs> about the lineups and kind of like his process. So I, I I didn't mind him talking to me. I was like, "Oh, this guy likes to talk." And I was like, "Oh shit, a lot of people probably don't talk to him." And so then when he would talk to me about comedy, I was blown away by the his that he knew a, a specific history of it and
0: Yeah, you didn't get a chance to see him emerge as the crazy fuck he became. No. No. Yeah. No,
1: no. So then so uh he would give me two minute the two minute spot. You know those two minute right. spots and I would do the two minute things and then he he was like uh I'm going to give you 10 minutes. And then he goes, uh, I'm going to give you a showcase for Mitzi. And and uh, he would call me. It's going down now. And I would drive and get audits. It's not happening. I would go back home.
0: Because you know? Mitzi was still sick. She was sick, She yeah. was real sick back then. Real sick. Come in, go but back But she was home. still doing auditions then, huh? Yeah. What, what years
1: so, is? I don't know. I'm bad with that. Um... But the class that I was in with was 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 uh, Glickman, Steve Glickman. Me and Steve were passed the mm. same year, so maybe two thousand. Well, the Chris Rock thing was two thousand seven. So then, uh, so maybe this is all of it was
0: an after I had left. I'd left yeah. the store
1: two thousand seven. Yep, yep. So yep. it was all right, around right that. on the heels of that, right on the heels of that. And then, uh, so maybe I got passed in two thousand eight, maybe. Mm. But uh, and where else then, do you work? Do
0: you work, like, Comedy and Magic Club? You ever yeah, work down yeah, there? Yeah. That's a great I spot. love it,
1: man. I'm going down there this weekend. Hopefully, Are you I really? Yeah, hopefully. What a great yeah, club that is. So you Rich do the, the improvs,
0: all the, the national improvs and stuff? No. no.
1: No? No. I used, when I was a road comic, I used to, like, Dave Stroop used to book me. In Columbus? In Columbus. And he used to pay me, for a feature act, he used to pay me well, and then he would co-feature me, co-headline, co-headline? me. Yeah. And then he just stopped booging me. <laughs> 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 I tell you, I can tell you the story. I don't care. Um, he, there was this waitress that worked there, and uh, I fucked her, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I fucked her all weekend. But I didn't approach her. Like she came on to me, right? And um, is that bad? You're not supposed I don't to know. Fuck the I don't know. But I'm gonna say when Dave paid me, he goes out of blue. He goes, "Did you fuck so and so?" I and w- I was, like, "Nah." And uh, and then he was like, "Okay." And then um, he's never booked me since then. But I didn't wow. want her to lose her. I didn't know if, if I would have gotten in trouble. What so kind of a like, weird
0: question is that? It was
1: random. And I and again, dude, this comes from like maybe not growing up with a dad. I would have known how to handle that better. But like yeah. if if my if my dad if I had some knowledge from that, but I I just was like I'm not gonna get her fired. I'm leaving. Like I right. So I'm not gonna be like yeah, fuck. Like I was like no. Nah.
0: I didn't know. That's none of his fucking business. I didn't know what to do. It came Isn't out of nowhere. Like is he if he's the boss, is he the boss or are you a private contractor? You're kind of a private contractor. Private right? contractor. Um You come in, it's not like you're getting health and dental from him. Nah, but the whole thing is so like really your boss, but yeah, it's his club. Yeah. I used to work fuck the waitresses. I
1: don't know. I mean I was never told you couldn't. Right. You know what I mean? But like, it's always been
0: the case. Guys have always done it. Only
1: one club they said don't do it. Really? Uh, it was a Milwaukee, the Comedy Cafe. I used to do that room.
0: I get how they and, would uh, see it was gross with yeah. the comedians hitting on the waitresses all the time. But, the but I would never. I, yeah,
1: I would always do my. You know my energy, man. Yeah. I would perform and I would sit down. And if right. they came over to, I would talk. You know right. what I mean? But I was never like, I'm not groping. I'm not. So I wasn't. She facing, came on to you. She came on to me, and it was it was it was, was rent like me. I'm, I wrote a show about this, like. Me and this other dude, we know like you, you like we. If you're throwing the pussy at us, we won't pick it up. Like you have to literally be like, "Will you?" Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I'm when I'm there to do comedy, I'm not conflating. This is where I eat. You know what I mean? So I'm not thinking. You're working. I mean, I might see. I'm, I'm definitely gonna see. You. Goddamn, you look good, but I'm not gonna. That's I'm not gonna change up. You know what I mean? And right. so she had. I forget. I, I don't even know how it happened. It was like. Um, I think she asked me if we wanted to get something eat, to eat afterwards, and we got something to eat, and we were just talking. And I was like, oh, shit, she's flirting. Oh, that's cool, but we were away from the club. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's what's up. And then she made a, I need to come back to the condo. It was like a weird, I was so goofy, like, all right, and then, oh, shit, we fucking. And then, <laughs> But it was literally no, I was no game well me she just picked me I, I won the lotto that weekend like right. whoever she was mad at before she was like I'm, this dude I want that and that's really how that went down Is it wasn't uh, me thinking about it you know what I mean like
0: that's a funny thing it. cause it's, you're, you're kinda working together yeah, yeah but people in bars they always wind up hooking up like that's like the constant thing in bars bartenders and the waitresses people yeah. are always doing that That's like I, I really man
1: like I mean, I would say in my 20s, I was more like conscious, you know, I knew how to, like, I could change my act to get an audience member or whatever. Like, all right, she's cute. Let me talk about this topic. She'll come up. That was so crazy. You know, and then I would know how to <laughs> do all that stuff or go to the mall and invite somebody, you know, that, right, all those Right, moves. right, right. But then as I got older, I, uh, I didn't care. you more
0: concentrated on your comedy. Yeah.
1: I was like, yeah. this stage time was so valuable to me. And, yeah. I just, and I was just like, really, I just wanted to just. And then I was trying to figure out. Because it was at, at that time, like later on, it was about DVD sales. Like, right. And I would hear comedians, I sell out every time. I'm like, I sell two DVDs. After. So then I started going, what am I not doing? So then I, I would fix that, and then it would be, like, lines waiting for my DVD. But I'm a horrible salesman, so one person want to get in the conversation for a long time, and I don't want to be nice. Right. And then you just fucked up my line, like, you talked right. too long, you know? So I had to learn how to, like, keep it moving, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I, then I didn't really like talking to the audience that much afterwards. If I'm doing, like, racial stuff, because it would always come back oh. wrong. I used to do this joke about how... Um, uh, um, Buster Rhymes, I went to a Buster Rhymes concert and he, he, yelled, and it was all white and he yelled all my real niggas make some noise. And everybody was like, ah. And so the punchline is like, white people are niggas now? <laughs> and I was like, oh, what did I say? And not only can we call them niggas, they are paying $85 for the privilege to be called nigga, right? And, uh, and I, so then my joke would be like, white people, I'll call you nigger for 10. <laughs> ten dollars nigga sale nigga clearance you know, cash only because I know how you niggas are like that was like a joke I would do on the road and then I would be out um, selling my DVD and always you know a, a drunk white person would come up and give me twenty dollars and go nigga like that oh. I go that's not the joke <laughs> oh. i call you nigga, and I'm like oh,
0: fuck that's the problem when you get forbidden words forbidden words man, man I just thought, can't damn, wait to blurt them out
1: can't wait. So we used to we used to joke like, "What if that was my thing? Like, what if I, what if I didn't sell product?" And I was like, "Y'all could just call me nigga at the back for twenty dollars and right. like just shake up the whole t-shirt DVD selling thing." Like, who is this <clears throat> guy letting white people call him? Nigga? You know, but I, it just it it got it got so, you know, it's that growth process. Every comedian, every every I think minority comedian wants to figure out race like in their twenties and early thirties. They want to fix it or have some clever angle that no one's done yeah. before. But the reaction to that is you do. You do Like, if you work in Kentucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> the late show Friday and here you come talking about, you know, a black man invented the golf tee because he was tired of holding the ball. Like, they're like, what? You know what I mean? It's like a different... You gotta... You're, you're figuring it out, you know? And so now it's funny when I hear, like, younger comics, you know, attacking race in in that familiar place. It's like yeah that's cool
0: but uh, what's like what's what's beyond that you know right. what I mean but it's also yeah, like yeah. you're dealing with talking to the audience and the problem yeah. with talking to the audience is you might run into seven people that are really cool and mm-hmm. they're great to talk to you like man I'm glad I met you yes. and then you run into two drunk morons that ruin your entire night and yeah. you're like I can't even believe I have to talk to you Yeah. and I'm stuck talking to you and you're you know the problem is you think you can make fun of white people Yeah. and white people can't say the n-word to yeah. you Like you think you think that's okay? You could say it to us. We can't. Jesus Christ! I can't have this conversation with you. Yeah, it's draining. I can't do this. Yeah, Yeah, it's like when you do. You can't pick who you're meeting after those shows. Right. Just especially if you're trying to sell something. Yeah. So I was like, I just don't want to have to sell something. I just want to be too much work.
1: Yeah. And then I'll talk to you afterwards because I I I did what you paid for. Let's. Yeah. I used to take
0: merch with me. I did it a few times on the road. It is grueling. It's grueling. I can't do it. Can't (laughs) can't be. You get on a plane with so much promise. If I sell all these pots. Oh, I know dudes who would <laughs> ship their back. shit ahead. Uh, they would ship boxes ahead, tape everything down. Ugh, yeah. yeah, and you'd hear about Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel Iglesias, he's killing like it. A million dollars with a t-shirt. It's like what? I know. What? How? Yeah. How? What's he doing? Yeah, he's got a warehouse filled with t-shirts. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not fat. I'm fluffy. What? He's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting world. The world of uh, like trying to figure out what your thing is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but for you, we just got to let people fucking know. Just man. come you, see me. Yeah, let you gotta, them know. You just got to be headlining on the road, man. You got to put man. out a special. Has anybody approached you
1: about, about a special? No. The two that I've done, I've done out of pocket. And I got stories about that. I did one in 2007. I made and you, a lot of money doing colleges. Because um, I really I was like, how can I make some money? in quick hits. And. I figured out what my act was for the college market, and I finally my agents would never put me in NACA nationals. They would always do NACA regionals, and NACA is the National Association of Campus Activities, where you know you 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 get submitted in this, in colleges. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah, I did all that. Yeah, shit. yeah,
1: yeah. So, but I knew I and I never I rarely or never got selected to a regional because my humor works best if people if everybody can see it at that time like what I was talking about so if I did something someone from the south would be like that's too but someone from up north man shut up that's dope you know what I mean so I I said nationals would be my spot they finally put me in I get picked I get to do it and I and this is right when Kobe got accused of stuff and I had this Kobe joke that I did, and my agents was like, "Keep it clean." And I was like, "Man, I'm doing this my way. I'm listening, to y'all, all these years." And so, and I, and I knew what the kids wanted. Like I knew right. what the students wanted. Once I get, once you get to their school, the act that people think they have to do to get the job, it's your act. Just do right. your act. So I did my act. I do these these Kobe jokes in the middle, and it it changed the chemistry of the room. You know what I mean? Because everyone was coming out. You know doing the safe stuff and then the Kobe joke that I told was uh, Kobe got paid 30 million dollars to drink Sprite 30 million dollars just to drink Sprite I go for 30 million dollars I would drink my own cum I say this on the NACA thing right I "I know women out there who have done it for far less that's the joke right Right. place goes crazy I get off stage my agent is red but there's a line around the corner at my booth because I was the only guy that talked about something that was happening like right then and I had a, a thing on it Get over like 120 schools. And I, and I did that burn. Every, you, know, you know what that is. So you're saying than, that
0: you made a bunch of money and then you put together a special.
1: Yeah, made a bunch of money. Put together a special called Anonymous. Shot it in South Bend, Indiana. Because I was in these writers rooms where people were going, the Midwest doesn't get it. The Midwest doesn't get it. And I was like, I want to show them that the Midwest gets it. Hired uh, everybody, right? Um, the director I wanted couldn't do it referred another director I had already purchased the place and airtime and all that stuff and I had people from everybody hates Chris they were going to do favors for me so my budget was at say it was at like forty thousand dollars right then I had to hire this other guy and he said I don't like work when people I don't know you got to hire all my people doubles my budget we took a scouting trip uh, met his DP. They had my act. They knew all my moves. Like, I had this down cold. Terry Crew, Cruz flew in and introduced me. And um, when we get on the plane to fly, the director says, the DP's not going to make it. He, I found out later he took another gig. So now I'm performing my special that I'm spending now $100,000 on in front of four camera guys who have never seen my act.
0: Oh, no.
1: And... I do the special and it went great. Did two shows. I'm still hype about it. Get back the footage. This guy, the, whatever you this is the medium shot, saw focus both shows. No. Blurry. So.
0: No. All
1: my punchlines are over my left shoulder.
0: Oh, Which is not no. how you, so I
1: couldn't resell it. Oh. So I had to put it on YouTube and my boy calls it the most expensive demo tape on YouTube <laughs> Oh
0: my god It's
1: called Owen Smith Anonymous And I was fuck. so, yo, I was stressed, man I lost a patch of hair It was it was a terrible Did you contact
0: the DP and go, what the fuck? I never did Wow I never did That's crazy I how, never how, did How did you not? That guy fucked you
1: I, I just, I didn't pay the director To this oh, day, I just really? didn't pay him I paid his crew, I paid everybody else Biggest check I ever wrote at that time and I never. What'd you like, say I'm, to him? I said I'm not paying you. I go. You know why I'm not paying you? And I said you had two shows to see this. I could have done the, my whole act over without an audience. Like I knew it that well. Right. Just to you know capture this, and my whole purpose was to resell this. You didn't listen to me. It was this thing because he had only done music. He hadn't done comedy. <sighs> I knew every special, and and oh, and the reason and. That whole year, every director that came and directed Everybody Hates Chris episodes, I would take them to lunch. Because if I found out they did comedy specials and I would pick their brain on how, right. you know. yeah. So I was very confident in what I needed, you know, and just didn't work. And so uh, that put me, like, I was scared to spend my own money on anything. I was scared to do anything for 10 years. And then uh, I, I shot a special on iPhones. I bought 10 iPhones. We lit the place right. Uh, shot a comedy special and then I returned the iPhones, videotaped myself returning the iPhones and got my money back <laughs> and I released that special. We sent that to Netflix and at the time, they, the not the people who are there now but the people who were there before, I heard, they just said I wasn't famous enough to, to have a Netflix There's
0: special. There's a lot of people that aren't very famous that have Netflix specials though. Yeah, a that, lot. That could be argued. That could yeah. definitely be
1: argued and so that, that was another, you know, so I just put that up on YouTube. <laughs> it's called Good Luck
0: Everybody. Those are the two Oh, so those are available now? Uh, yeah, just go watch them. Yeah. And the one that you shot with iPhones? Good luck, everybody. I just how much did up. that cost to shoot it all with iPhones?
1: Uh it cost me I paid an editor, so if I didn't pay him, it would have cost me less than a thousand dollars. That's but, a great deal. <laughs> yeah, but the editor it cost me That's a
0: bargain maybe 8 grand Do you remember when Dave Attell did something where he gave he the people the in the audience yeah. cameras yeah. and let them film him? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. That's a smart move, man. Yeah. If you yeah. got
1: something to say, it don't matter how you how the moment is captured, I feel like, if you're saying something. Well,
0: just doing something like that, I mean especially Dave, like Dave is at his best if you've seen Dave Attell. He's at yeah. his best in these small crowds. Yes. Small audiences. Yeah. Like he was at the improv last week, hilarious. He went on dead last. Yeah. The audience is half gone. Yeah. Everybody's tired. He's still hilarious. hilarious.
1: He's fantastic, man. I used to go up after him a lot at the cellar, and it was like, it was beautiful. Just yeah. the way he would, yeah, man. I love watching him work. That's he's a real,
0: like a real master of his craft. Yes, you know, and yeah. a, a real veteran.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah nothing's gonna shake this dude. <laughs> no, he's, and he's got
0: so much material. So much. He's always writing, like yeah. constantly writing. Yeah. You know. chain smoking and writing. I know. I know. Yeah, man. So yeah, so those are the two that I've done, but
1: nah, not yet. Hopefully, somebody approach me because I have some stuff that I really would love to.
0: Yeah, man, we got to get place. you out there. We got to yeah. get you out there. Yeah, I mean, the store right now is so crazy. How many it's talented crazy. people are there? Yeah, man. Theo Vaughn lit that place on fire last <sighs>
1: night. He's dope.
0: I want. I don't want to tell any of his bits, but goddamn, he had me crying. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's so many people right now that are yeah. so good. It's yeah. It's weird. It's like the level at that place. It's like. Never before. Yeah. Never before. I mean, I started there in 94 and the uh-huh. level was terrible. Wow. There was a bunch of Bodaks, yeah. a bunch of guys from the road that, like, yeah. they, they had started out there in the 70s and they were still around, but they had the same act. Uh. I mean, there was some, literally, some people that started out there in like 78 and yeah. they were still floating around in 94 and they were just fucking terrible. It was death. Mm. And then somewhere around. 2000 and maybe like four, or yeah. five started picking back up Yeah, and it was pretty good for a couple of years. Then I bolted in 2007 after the Carlos Mencia thing and I didn't yeah. come back until 2014 and now it's just as hot, it's, I've it's never hot, seen man. it like this, never seen the, the this, this level. There's Dude, so many the funny lines
1: guys. around the corner too. It's so inspiring. Like, yeah, it's amazing. And the store helped me tremendously, especially the OR cuz um you you can't charm your way through a bit you know no. what i mean like you have to know what you came to say yeah. <laughs> and i love that i love that it challenges it challenges you as an artist to really all right. Yeah. Okay. Like you can't giggle and be like, ha, <laughs> <and> right, right. <laughs>
0: you see people try too, and it's ugly. Mm, it's terrible. Well, it's, it's a audience filled with comedy nerds. Yeah. You know, there's a yeah. lot. It's a different where. It's a different place now. Yeah. It used to be like you get away with way more there. It's now uh, the level's so high. It's just uh, the the expectations are so high. It's great, man.
1: It's yeah. the best place to build that muscle because then when you go anywhere else, it's like. <laughs> I know
0: it's, it's running with weights on.
1: Yeah, but listen, yeah.
0: man, um, I'm glad we got you in here. Thank and, uh, you, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna see you tonight, and you're gonna be on that uh, the the benefit that we're doing. I'm doing for it, my yeah. friend Justin Wren That's uh, December sixth. That's sold out, folks. Yeah, that's for the fight for the forgotten. They build wells in the Congo, and that's gonna be at the Comedy Store. It'll be store. you and me, and yeah. Tom Segura Tom Papa A lot of Tony Hinchcliffe Let's get it And Whitney Whitney Cummings Hey Powerful Alright All right. We'll see you guys soon Cool Thank you Owen Smith ladies and gentlemen Yeah Oh what's your Twitter uh, Tell people Owen Smith for real Number, number four. four Number yeah. four real yeah. And Instagram Same thing Same thing All Same right. thing Beautiful. All Thanks brother them. Yeah thank you Thanks everybody for tuning into the podcast And thank you to our sponsors Thanks to Stitch Fix. What? Stitch Fix S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X Go to stitchfix.com forward slash Rogan to get started today and you can get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com forward slash Rogan to get started today. And thank you to ZipRecruiter. Go to ziprecruiter.com forward slash Rogan. That's ziprecruiter.com forward slash Rogan. Go there and you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. You can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for no money. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com forward slash Rogan, they will let you try that shit out. Okay, okay. That's it. We did it. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. Appreciate you much, and see you soon. Bye-bye.